What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It was a pretty busy week. We got some major news regarding the Batman and who exactly will be under the cow when we see that movie drop in which i believe got a, a official not official but a, a now a source re, 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 uh, re, 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 release date of june uh 2021 um the name has definitely sparked a lot of conversation a lot of outrage from some people some excitement from other people so we'll break that down a little bit later also staying on the uh you know the batman centric uh part of the show we got a trailer for Batwoman, which will be debuting uh, next fall on CW. So we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. Speaking of CW. Speaking of CW. We got three finale, finales. Is CW done? Yes. Yeah, we did have we did have three finales. Um, we did have three finales for CW. Uh, we're done with the shows from CW for this season. Though, eventually, we have to find a way to catch up to <laughs> Legends. Yeah, whenever that will happen. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll be skipping season three. Season four. Um, but but we did get three uh, season finales for um, for those shows, and we're gonna talk about all of them. Supergirl, The Flash. Now that's later in the show, and Quick Hair segment is back because there's so much stuff happening. So it's a real good show. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. Let's get right to it. Joining me are my co-hosts. Beginning with I'll begin with Kendall since he's the one who was talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kendall, what's up, dude? I I've, I've usurped uh, Shamari. As the number two, you've been waiting for this moment yeah, <laughs> for man. years now. Yeah, man. You know, I, I'm stabbing Shamari in the back, like you know, Maddie Johnson loves, <laughs> loves to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Shamari's gonna be a goal. He's gonna he's gonna go on. Uh, he's gonna go on uh, Andre and be like, yeah, you know, there was backstabbing going on in YouTube generation. There's a lot of backstabbing going on new generation. No, yeah, yeah, a lot of. I mean, obviously, you talk about the Batman news. That's something that we'll get to very soon, and that's uh, one of the biggest stories we've had of the year. I would imagine. Most right, definitely. I mean, we're still fairly early in the year, but I'd say, I mean, outside of any of the Endgame stuff, it might be the biggest thing that we've had. I mean, the casting of Batman. I remember the last time we got the casting of Batman, it was Ben Affleck, and that was that was earth-shattering news in, in society. Yeah, it was <laughs> Beyond uh, just, you know, this industry. So um, this, I mean, the, the actor, not as big a name necessarily as Affleck, but still uh, earth-shattering, especially to uh, a younger audience. Yeah, so plenty of stuff to talk about with, with the casting for Batman. Joining me also is Shamari. Shamari, what do you say to talk about today today besides the Batman stuff? Uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, these finales because these are, are big, you know, finales. Um, you know, and we each have a lot to say about all of them. We've discussed them, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Um and I'm also interested in talking about, uh, I mean, you know, uh, James Gunn has been talking, apparently, so we can hear what he has to say <laughs> after his whole uh, controversy. And Kevin Feige and gave Feige. a whole Reddit, ask me anything. That was cool he did that. So, yeah, I, I would not have expected that. You know, so. Some smaller MCU nuggets, some potentially massive MCU nuggets, so a lot to talk about. I, I would have expected that ask me anything quickly turn into... All right, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna answer that. Yeah. Next question. Some of it was. That kind of asked me, of it asked was, me anything. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely was like very much coy on a lot of some things. But some of the stuff he was pretty transparent. Some of the stuff was pretty open. He was willing to. Clearly, they're in the process. We'll talk about it more later. But clearly, they're in their creative process where they feel comfortable now. You know, giving information. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, it seemed like during the last two years, it's just been a media blackout at Marvel. 
because of the fact that Infinity War and Endgame yeah. was going to be so epic. It was just, and, and, and there was so NBA much NBA's all over the place. There was so much. It was so much uh, tied into the secrecy going involved with it that they felt like they really couldn't say much. So now it seems like we're definitely getting more context from everybody at Marvel. Um, even some comments from Sebastian Stan became very interesting regarding the future of Marvel. So we'll get to all that stuff later on in the show. As Shamari said, the show recaps the Supergirl, the Flash, Arrow, all season finales. Um, so it should be a good show. But let's begin with the casting news for the Batman. Drum roll. Who's <laughs> Batman? We've been hinting. I, I'm not going to put a drum roll all this on this. But I, what I will say is we do. it seems like we're, we have a Batman. Um, apparently Matt Reeves has chosen his actor. And that person is Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> if you're... Uh, I thought you were going to say Hugh Jackman. He's, why would you think I was going to say Hugh Jackman? Do I was going to botch it or you, you think... Uh, I thought Matt Reeves... I don't know, for me, I thought he liked Hugh Jackman. No, he he, uh, he was not going to say Hugh Jackman. Um, Andy Pat- Serkis, that would have been funny. Pattinson <laughs> gets... Seems like he's going to get the gig. He's been very coy about exactly, you know, if is official or whatever, but... It, it seems like he was chosen. What, has if he's not Batman, it's going to be because he elects not to do it. Now, reason. Variety said that, you know, they were the ones that came out with it. They had the exclusive. They said it it was very close to being done, but yeah. it hadn't been complete. But then Deadline kind of came out after them and said, you know, slow down. He's in the lead, but it's not done. And they're looking at him and Nicholas Holt to yeah. play Batman. Have they come out with any type of, like, Rebuttal. confirmation or are they sticking to their original reporting? Um, from what I remember, I, I think it, I think everything's still kind of the same. Now we've heard, now recently that uh, they're also looking at Nicholas Holt and Josh Gad to potentially be playing Penguin. Josh Gad's done a lot of uh, a lot of campaigning publicly last year to be playing Penguin, but they're also looking at Nicholas Holt to be playing Penguin. So maybe Deadline got their you know reporting mis- mixed up. They got their sources mixed up, and Nicholas Holt's actually tied to be playing. Uh, Penguin as opposed to Batman. Right. That seems more likely. That seems, yeah, that seems more likely. Because so. why, one, I mean, Pattinson hold not too different, so I could see that being a possibility, but, like, I don't think uh, Variety would come out with that explosive of a report uh, if it wasn't true. But I also don't think that Deadline would come out and say Holt was very much in the mix if he wasn't true. If that wasn't true, so that makes more sense. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that I think that again. I think Pattinson's going to be the guy. If he's not, it's going to be on his terms. It's going to be because he didn't get enough money. Yeah, contract. He, he got nervous. He got cold feet. Something like that. But it's he's definitely Warner Brothers' choice. He's definitely Reeves' choice. So with that information, Champ, on the surface, what do you think of Pattinson as Bruce Wayne? Smart, he's got the most get this. Pattinson experience on the on the set. Get this sparkling, pretty... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen as much. I've been, I've heard that Robert Pattinson has gotten better post-Twilight. That he's actually a very talented Post, actor. Post-Harry uh, Potter. Post-Harry Potter as Cedric. <laughs> Cedric Diggory. Cedric <laughs> Diggory. Oh, I had no idea he was in Harry man, Potter. Man, that, was a, that was a sad death. That was a traumatizing death for those <laughs> Harry Potter fans. Um... Uh yeah, he passed in the first movie he was in, but uh, but yeah, I mean, which I mean, I thought he was fine in that movie, but he was also fifteen. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I trust Matt Reeves. Um, uh, he did a, a, an amazing job with the Planet of the Apes, and you know, so he knows how to tell, and that's a, that's the story that 
you know, for the most part, he really adapted that story from right. the original and then created his own story with that. Right. I thought he did a spectacular job. Yeah. So, so I think that, um, you know, I am very excited to see what he can do with the Batman. And if he thinks Robert Pattinson, based on whatever, I mean, they, they've had their auditions and some with Pattinson stuck out to Reeves. Do, did, now, do we know that they did auditions? I'm thinking they must have. I feel like they. We don't for, know for that, but Pat, I feel like, for Pat, I would, I would think he that doesn't seem like the type. Like he's not was, the type of guy you still you look at and you just go, "That's yeah, my Batman." I mean, but like, I mean, Batman is said is, is at such a high level. Now I feel, I feel I do like wonder. I mean, it hasn't been a public process. So I think we. It's all. I think I'm fair in saying, um, we're all Robert Pattinson novices, right? We none of us have watched. You a haven't lot seen of his the, uh, the Twilight movie. I have not watched one minute of Twilight. I haven't watched a second of Twilight. Nope. I've never any, watched any, any Twilight. And in fairness to him, it seems like people that are saying that he could do the job are saying that you just cannot judge him on that. That his more recent work has been so more serious and so more artistic that those are better judges or better indicators. you know indicators that, that he could possibly do the role. And that's what I've heard. I mean, I, I'm not someone who's yeah. paid attention to Pattinson, but I've heard that these recent movies he's been in, he's yeah, been excellent. he's an established actor in Hollywood at this point. He's extremely yeah. talented from most regards. So, this is one I think I kind of got to wait and see. I don't know how you feel, Kendall, but I feel like, uh, I, I think the people that are immediately dismissing it, I, I don't know, I just think we're getting to a point now where, like, I think, um, if you make Who would have they? Yeah, yeah who would've nobody they would have cast would have. Every there would have been some issue, you know. Chris the Evans. Only, is I literally the only time they wouldn't have. I think the only actor that wouldn't have solicited some crazy petition protest would have been like Leo, like someone that just like everybody knows is great. So like, right. even if it didn't make sense, they would still be like, all right, well we can't petition this. He's Leo. Right. Like I think almost everyone else they would have got. There would have been some issue. Yeah, Army Hammer would have been. Oh, that, that would have been, been that would have been a debate. That would have been that would have been a a a, a long fought issue yeah. so Pattinson to me has way more of a track record than Army Hammer oh absolutely so and, like Pattinson's been the if we're talking about we can't judge his, his his acting ability because we haven't seen it some people can uh we can't personally but what I do know about Pattinson that would help his case versus someone like Army Hammer versus some of the other people that they've looked at you look at Pattinson's profile. All right, he's younger. Uh, he's not extreme. Not like he's not twenty-two, but he's no. you know, he thirty. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. So he's younger, not extremely young, and in the prime of his. I mean, you could act for another twenty years and still be his prime, but in the prime of his young acting career, and but for someone at his age, he's already the master profile where he's been the the head guy. He's been the lead of a massive movie franchise. And that's something that someone like Army Hammer can't really say. Army Hammer can't say that I've been the lead of a movie franchise, multiple movies that have made the amount of money that Twilight's made and has had the type of following that Twilight's made. I mean, I don't know what his number, the number of social media followers he has, but I'm sure it's massive. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'll assume it's, yeah. I'll you know, probably story. in the... Yeah, probably several million. Probably over 5 million, 10 million, maybe more. Um, like he's I mean, he's one of the most popular actors uh, of the last five to ten years, given what he did with Twilight. So while I can't judge his acting ability, 
just off of like he checks one box in that he has the following, he has the experience from a you're gonna be the face of this franchise, you're gonna be thrown into the fire because this is a, certainly a fire when you're playing Batman. Ben Affleck knows, so he can deal with that. Um, not many people, not everybody can. Tom Holland had no problem with it, and he was very inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So some people were naturally fine with it. Um, some people, like Andrew Garfield, also struggled with it. So it, it's going to, I mean, if Pattinson's not good, he's going to get blasted, and his the, the amount of experience he has dealing with this stuff isn't going to matter. But he at least checks that box for them, where they feel like, all right, he's young, but he's also experienced, and he's also, you know acted at this level before so in that regard i think this is a good hire um a, a good casting but it, it's like you just said it's definitely wait and see the only other person that checks that those the only the only person that checks the exact same boxes that robert Pattinson does i also would, i don't know if i would have looked at but they could have looked at is zach efron zach efron and zach mm-hmm. efron is bigger than robert Pattinson, but probably calls more also but maybe they felt it was just a better fit not and that's what it comes down to but those are the only two people that with the same profile that I look at and say, yeah, like if this is, they want somebody that can check all these boxes that won't cost that. Cause like you can talk about someone like Leo, but he's old, you know, right. Affleck's old, Tom Cruise is old. Like they clearly, they were looking for somebody younger. Yeah. So what people in that age range, in that age range would have brought that same legitimacy, that same star power, that same, you know, like what the, the, the the, the guarantee that, all right, he has the following, he's got the experience. And the interesting thing about Pattinson, just looking him up, is he actually doesn't, he's not on social media. Ooh. Which is fascinating Ooh. to me. Which I think, I wonder how much that, I'm not sure, I'm that, I'm not, I don't think it was a deciding factor. But, like, but I kind of wonder if. We they, need someone who does not have a social media. Well, I, I do kind of wonder if they kind of, if that did, they did like that. That this was someone who, you know, I'm sure someone like Robert Pattinson has gotten a lot of hate. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. Between his issues with (laughs) Kristen Stewart, you know, I mean, I don't think that was his fault, but whatever the situation was with that, and just those people in those rabid fan bases tend to just be on one sometimes. So I'm sure for him it would make more sense to just, and and I'm including this medium, what we're talking about right now, superheroes. So I think they probably saw that and said this is someone who who has experience with this and, and has dealt with it in a way that they probably like. And I wonder if that has something to do with it in terms of temperament. Do you guys think that? Um, well, I agree with that. I think that that probably. To me, that's why he's not on social media, by the way. But <laughs> maybe he's like, I mean, I've dealt with the heat. I've dealt with it. No, but I'm, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's right what here. I'm saying. I agree. I'm saying that maybe that's what he's dealt with, and he's grown from that. He hasn't had. He's not someone that you're throwing in who's never dealt with it and doesn't know how to handle it. He's already handling it. He's handling right. it now. Yeah, right. and partially to Kendall's point. Do you think that this may be their um, far, first part, part, partly their attempt to turn heads, okay, to get people that normally right. win the page, win the that, back page, or yeah, win the win, newspaper, yeah, to get people that normally mm-hmm. wouldn't have been like uh, Army Hammer would be like, oh, okay, Army Hammer, right. nobody, okay. Okay. Robert Pattinson, people are like, oh, yeah, what? That's this funny, is an action you know? Hollywood hire. This is a you know Deadline Variety hire. You know, I get the feeling it's it's. It's, it's it's it can't be ignored that case that factor that mm-hmm. Pattinson has clear star power, but Reeves doesn't strike me as a guy that's trying to win any front or back pages. 
That's true. You know, now Snyder did. Uh, the people that were running DC before did, um, but Hamada and 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 uh, Reeves as a duo, they don't strike me like that. So I'm sure that now there's there's business involved in everything that's happening. So I think the fact that you know they waited until it seemed like the end game kind of heat. It was starting to simmer, you know, start to slow down a little bit. Then they dropped this Batman thing. We heard that's for a strategic. while that we were getting Batman. Yeah, and it never happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's because well, I think they probably realized that they maybe they may have been a plan to drop it during that blistering hot like, time, and they're like, we're gonna get eviscerated regardless of who we name. So let's just right. not do that. So the fact that it comes out immediately after that period tells me okay, there is strategy to it, but I I don't think that he was picked for that. Right. I don't think so. Um, but I do think, like I said before, when we talk about his temperament dealing with uh, rabid fan bases and dealing with a lot of star power and a lot of attention, um, I mean, he's dealt with that on an extremely high level at a very young age. You know, mm-hmm. he was in his mid to early 20s when he was a nobody and just became a massive star. I mean, there's no question about that. The Twilight, I mean, he was a massive star in those and, years. And also, not only that, but, in, you know, look, I know the superhero genre and with dc they're not exactly shooting for this audience but those those team edward people they're gonna show up they're gonna follow absolutely these twilight it's girls batman. that would have never went to see this movie yeah like batman's <laughs> they're gonna high show profile up. enough to where like like if robert pattinson like i'm sure they haven't seen every single one of his movies but like if he's doing batman they're gonna, they're gonna show, show up yeah, yeah. you know it's like, like how um uh what's his name uh uh what's his name harry styles is in dunkirk yeah, all those girls, all those girls, just like, oh, I'm gonna go see this movie. Yeah. They don't care about war at all. They don't, they don't yeah. care about it. They're like, oh, and like it helps. Yeah, you know. So it's like that. It, hey, I mean, you know, they're gonna get those people to come into the theater. So I mean, that's just another added bonus for them. What do you like? Do we? It, it can we give this a grade yet, or is it too early? Can we say like, or is it like? I think I want to watch more Pattinson movies. Yeah, I got to go through the filmography. <laughs> I got to do the Scott. I got to do a real Scott report. report. I mean, there's just the, there's just the obvious, you C-35, know. Thirty five. He's a little weak. There's just the you know. There's the Donald Trump central casting. There's the Donald Trump central casting eye of it, and just looking at him, and I feel like he probably could be Batman. Just looking at him, like you know, he he looks the part. I think in a lot of ways. Uh, but I think there's more that I would like to know about him before I say, oh, this is a slam dunk hit, or this is a. I can't say it's either. I can't say that this is a disaster. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think it's a disaster. Even the little I know about, it, I don't think. It's, I think that he's a talented dude. That, um, that to me has shown through his growth. Again, that's me watching from a distance. That he definitely cares about the craft. He's not. Uh, he's not someone who's just a Hollywood star. You know, there are some people who are in this for money fame, whatever. He hasn't searched for any I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has. But to me, it doesn't seem like he's been he's been uh he's been uh you know heat seeking any you know big franchise, you know, quick wow. money grab kind of jobs. Like like and it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be his fault for not doing for doing that if he did. Because with the money he made with Twilight you think, okay, well yeah, this is his time now to capitalize to cash in, yeah. on that. I'm looking at his like his filmography. Yeah, a lot of low budget movies. After the last Twilight movie, he did Rover, Maps to Stars, Queen of the Desert, Life, Childhood of a Leader, The Lost City of Z, which was excellent. 
Game Time, Fear, and Shit. I mean, none of these movies. He, these are no. None of these movies are big budget movies. None of these movies are movies that he's trying to get his name out there and get become the can stay remain the Hollywood superstar that he was in his early years. Like Efron still. So that kind of like that kind of gives that. me a level of that gives him a level of credibility to me because it's not somebody who is just trying to just get the next buck. It's like, oh, this is a gold mine. Because being Batman is a gold mine. If you do it right. You know, Affleck wasn't, uh, unfortunately, in the mental capacity to do it. He was going through a lot during his time. But for anyone else, it could be looked... And I don't think that Affleck was doing that. Because Affleck had a similar thing. When Affleck was not doing these big-budget, major movies, right. trying to get he his name out there. Which is why I gave him a chance. Um, why I was, I was actually more for it. Uh, this feels similar where I don't think there's a guy that's just seeking this next big gig. I think that he probably was pitched on a, on a script that really he liked or a story idea that he liked. And I, I think he probably auditioned and did a great job. That's what the impression I get. This is a safe Which is season. crazy. Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't know his history well enough. I don't know how many times he's played Americans, but that's surprising to me that he, that he could have done that well that Matt Reeves would just would offer him. But I think that's what happened. I can't imagine Reeves did not make him read anything. Yeah, this had to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Shamari's right. Because, like, he's just not a big enough name. Like, he's a big name, but he's not an accomplished enough actor to where... He's not He's not someone that, in 2019, you're going to look and say, this is going to be my Batman. Yeah, he that needs, and Batman's a leader yeah. of the Justice yeah, League. He needs, he needs <laughs> this more than they need him. And Definitely. So, Absolutely. like, he's not in any position to be like, nah, I ain't doing that. Where's the contract? What's the offer? Come with me with, like, no. Exactly. Like... <laughs> They had a they had a group of people that they probably were considering. It came and he was a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, good for good for him that you know he emerged. Now, on the heels of the the stuff with Pattinson staying on the Batman, Hollywood Reporter then came out and said that uh, that they're still doing screen tests, costume tests, readings, and things of that nature. But it seems like they already have an idea of the villains that will be in this movie. And they're saying that it'll be as many as six of them, and it will include the Penguin and Catwoman. Uh, so I'll give that back to you, Kendall. What do you think of those characters being uh, additions to this movie? A lot of people are, are immediately going to the Batman Returns sequel uh, from Tim Burton, but at the same time, you're saying six villains. I, I don't. I can't just say, "Oh, this is Batman Returns." This is clearly very different. Right. That movie only had two villains, and it was just Catwoman and. and uh, sounds more like the Arkham games, right? I mean, this sounds like this. Sound, I mean, I, I'm really excited that they're doing something this bold. Like to me, I know some people may. I think this is gonna end up being like a love letter to Batman fans, because Batman. And if you read his comics, you watch the shows or the movies or whatever. Like, like he a lot of times is dealing with more than one villain a lot. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, he's. Uh. I mean, I think that this is a. It's not surprising. It's something we've heard for a while that they were the people they were looking at. Um, you know, they've seen other reports that maybe Riddler might be also be involved. Uh, he might be one of the six villains. But, um, I mean, I would have liked to, to see somebody different. Batman has a very deep rose gallery. Doesn't mean you still won't. Yeah, it doesn't mean I still won't. It doesn't mean that um, if someone I don't else... see Ragdoll. <laughs> If I don't see Scarface, you know, uh, nah. But um, like I, I just feel like 
you know, Pat Penguin. I, you know, what it is is I, I feel like Gotham honestly hurts these characters because, like, I've seen Penguin and Riddler and even Catwoman. She wasn't Catwoman, but I've seen those those characters like so much over the last four or five weekly years. Basis. Yeah, on a weekly basis. And, like, they're decent enough to where, like, I don't know if I need to see them. I don't need to know if I need to see movie versions of them. Because I don't know if the dude, whoever played, whether it's Josh Gad or whether it's Nicholas Holt, whoever plays, whoever get, ends up getting cast as Penguin, I don't know if he's going to be better than Robin Lord Taylor. You know, I don't know um, if we're going to get a better Riddler than we had in in in, uh, in Gotham or a better Catwoman than we had in Gotham. So, and again, it's going to be a different character, you know. But it's just... I don't know. I that that's the part that concerns me. Like if they well, were, if you're basing on Gotham, I mean, every character's on Gotham. Like they're never gonna be able to find a villain that wasn't on Gotham. I mean, Batman has a, has a deep gallery. For example, like, I mean, they could do Hush. Who, I mean, he was a kid in Gotham, technically. You know, a little Easter egg. So I'm saying he wasn't. Again, like, it's hard to find people who weren't in Gotham. But like, if you, like if they did Hush, that'd be a character that hadn't been done in a movie or a TV show. Or animated TV show, um, that would be. But it is being done in an animated movie. Very. They're doing, yeah, they're soon. doing it done in the movie, um, so they could look at that and say, I mean, you know, maybe stepping on his toes. That also could be an advantage, depending yeah. on the Marvel strategy. I just I, I, that's God, one character. Gotham but, has a big fan base, but I don't think it's it's going to have any. And I don't. And it's not necessarily even like if you're if you're on Gotham, like it's it's a no brainer, but like or it's a it's a deal breaker, but like someone that like those those characters were main characters. You know what I mean? Like even sure. they did like like Victor's ass. Like, I mean, He's I don't know if I want to see Victor. Character. I don't know if I want to see Victor's ass. But like, if like if they did him, I'd be like, well, I mean, we have him on Gotham, but it's kind of a different character. You know, he's uh, like Catwoman. I'm not that. Me- I just we've just seen so much Catwoman. We saw Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises. We've seen her in Returns. We've seen her in Gotham. So many iterations of all these characters. Like, I would have liked to have seen somebody slightly different. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine with, uh, you know, seeing those villains and, and getting a lot more. Um, I kind of hope that this is exaggerated and maybe we get some of these villains in in, in later movies. So you don't don't like the idea of six villains? Uh, yeah. I feel like that's a lot to start. There was an early idea that it might be like an Arkham Asylum type of movie. Yeah, I remember that, um, which I probably... Right, from Arkham. Yeah, I probably like. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to see a trailer. I mean, we're this is a new Batman, and they're introducing us to this new Batman. So you're introducing that character, and we're gonna have six full villains. Um, I mean, you can't flesh the villains out. Like you can't with with that with with the amount of runtime you have in a movie. So, you know, I mean, it, it could still be good, but you know, it's a little harder to do. I think because um, it's not really telling a story with them. They would basically just have to be plot devices, um, and with some cool character moments, uh, in order to tell a story, tell a story for Batman. Um, so you're not going to get that in-depth look at, at really any of them, which I don't know how I feel about that. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, this could be good, but I w- hope that the that you know some of these characters, maybe maybe like at most it'll be like four or something. I'll tell you what, I, I'm, like I said earlier, I am not deterred at all by the idea that there could be six villains in this movie. I say that because, um, one, maybe they're doing an Arkham Asylum kind of thing. I'm not sure how that would work as a movie, because my thing is, all right, how much of Bruce Wayne are we getting? 
And are we getting that aspect of him having to be live two lives? You know, if this is an Arkham Asylum movie, and it's just him and his Batman. I mean, it might, it might be it might be like John Wick. It might be amazing, but I'm just, you know I would still have some questions. Uh, but to me, I think when they say six villains, I don't think we're gonna have six villains that are like innately involved. In, it's not a signature six movie. No, it's not a signature six movie. It's not like they're like an integral in the power. I think that we're just gonna see Batman inter- interact with a lot of different villains, a lot of people. I think there will be two or three main villains. I'm, I'm thinking it will probably be Penguin and someone else, maybe Catwoman, uh, who will be the main villains. But that, you know, through his workings through the movie, he, we're going to see other villains. And, again, to me, that is not crazy. That would, would actually make sense. And I know you talked about their inability to flush out the characters. And there is a little bit of concern in the idea that, you know, because this is a new universe Batman you're introducing so many characters, you, you can't really give them much time. But I do, I am starting to feel like we've had so much Batman content, whether it be movies, television, comic books. He's almost at the point where, just like we talked about with Spider-Man, where it's like, oh, we don't need an origin. We don't need all that stuff. Batman's villains are almost getting to that point. Do we need to really know who Selena Kyle is? Do we need to know who ben- we know who these people are. All right, because like in, like, in an animated video game, they don't give us, they don't give them their own. No, you, they just show up. And people aren't like, who is this person? Yeah, who like, is this? Who, what's no, this, this, what's this fleshing out? Yeah, exactly. What's this iteration of Killer Croc? It's like, I mean, there's only, not too much they can really do yeah. different. We've seen them a million times. So, like, I think that, I, I like, that with, with, of all the characters you can do this with, I think he's the one you can do it with. I think he may be the only one. I don't know if you can even do that with Spider-Man. I think with Batman... His his villains are so iconic, especially because I think they did the same. Remember, there was, a, there, was a, there was a television show that like millions of people, a whole generation of people watched that had a, a deep roster of Rose Gallery villains. And since then, there have been and like since then there have been a million movies and a million other Batman content. That if there's any character you can get away with dropping in an appearance here from Joker, dropping in an appearance here from Riddler, and not you not being like what the hell's going on, I think he's the guy that could do it. And I trust Reeves can get it done. Also, if it was a director that I felt less confident in, I would also maybe feel like eh, I don't know. This is the person I want trying to juggle all these hats. But I think I, th- I think that I think this is gonna end up looking really cool. Hmm. Hey, I mean, I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope so. I per- I don't know. I mean, I I'm more used to, and even even going back to the, the classic, more classic movies. That have multiple multiple villains showing mm-hmm. up. I pre- always prefer the ones that don't have as many villains. We get a more personal. Lesser story. villains generally tend to do better. Better. There is a more personal story that that is being told. And look, it, it's certainly what's the word? It's certainly like intriguing as a director. You see Batman's Rose Gallery, and you're like, it's probably hard to pick one. It's probably like, look, if I can do three, if I can do four, I could want. I want to fit as many of these dudes in here as possible. But it just makes the villains better. I mean, Bane had no business being in Batman and Robin. I mean, none yeah. of those. Nobody had any business being. Yeah, in that, movie. that movie had no business being made. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But but like his inclusion was completely shoehorned. He didn't, he didn't need to be in the movie at all. Um, I mean, we don't need to talk about the Spider-Man movies that all had that pretty much have all had shoehorned. Villains, especially the more some of the more recent ones, um, but like it's just I, I don't know. Hopefully they do settle on somebody 
Um, don't think it's Deathstroke. Obviously, that was the initial thing. Don't think we doubt it's him. Um, but like you just said, they might be going for a more classic Batman tone that speaks to a lot of his uh, a lot of the fans. Um, staying on the Batman centric content, uh, we had the Batwoman trailer for the first time. The you know, series was officially picked up. You know, the pilot was approved and shot, and you know, well received by CW. We got to see this trailer. What's interesting about this trailer is it has been just uh, crucified in the comment section, and the lights dislike proportion is just outrageous. Um, not a good sign. Uh, we're talking about a sixty-one thousand. Like to two hundred thirty four thousand dislike. Ooh, which is do we now? Do we think that that is a legitimate discontent, or is that some? Uh, uh, when you say legitimate, I think you have to explain legitimate. Yeah, I got well, it, yeah. legitimate, like like people honestly are like disheartened because we've seen. I mean, I don't think that people. Like, I think people. I think. It's or do we think that this is just a troll job? It's possible. I mean, I think. I think. I. I mean, I think with that many. With that many dislikes, people are disheartened. You think so? Because like, like, I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't think this is a. I, I, don't, like... I don't think this is like, for example, a campaign, a campaign, where someone on a forum was like, "Let's send everybody to go dislike." Because them. I look no, at, but I, think... I look historically, look at Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. You know that had a similar. I like had a. I don't know what the number. You can check EJ what the number on Sonic the Hedgehog is in terms of the likes to dislikes. Like it's the first trailer, but that was one where I noticed immediately. Oh yeah, this isn't getting. These aren't getting likes, and that was where people were honestly disheartened. It was no smear job. It wasn't no troll job. People honestly didn't like the Sonic trailer. Uh, Shamari, you know Star Wars Resistance. You know that was when that first trailer dropped. Me and Shamari, we watched it. We were like, eh, I don't know. And the Star Wars community disliked that thing like crazy. And we know that that was honest. This one, I don't look. I don't know. Batwoman doesn't have like a rabbit following like Sonic or Star Wars, so I don't know if people can honestly be that disheartened by Batwoman. You know what I mean? Uh, the Sonic was three hundred seventy-four thousand likes of six hundred sixty-five thousand dislikes. Right. So that's pretty much the same ratio. It's a little. The other one was a little worse. Well, well actually, yeah. The other this one. one this yeah. This that's worse. This one's kind of like that one. Almost was double, like doubled up. In the likes that one, you like said more than double 000? up, sixty-one thousand to two hundred thirty-four thousand. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's okay. a that's so a, in terms of ratio yeah, wise, right, right, it's, right. it's it's way I think it's way worse, not even close. Um, so now to answer the question, the original question, um, I don't think this is legitimate in how you just explained it. I I don't think that is people who have watched this uh, just hardened for what I would consider legitimate reasons. Um, the, the, the comment section is just full of, um, just people upset about the idea that there's a woman, uh, being led and some of the content that's in there, uh, you know, some of the lines from, from what's the name. Um, it, it's just, it's a lot of, of the same stuff. And the reason why I think it's illegitimate, cause I think these are people who never would have been involved with watching the show anyway so i can't really take them seriously that's what i'm saying like sonic had a real serious following yeah i think there were sonic there yeah, sonic i think there were legitimate there are legitimate fans who were 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 intrigued by the idea of the movie that saw that and was like no this ain't it fam that i don't think that's happening with this I'll, and i say that because and maybe i'm being biased here but i thought this was a good trailer i don't know how I mean, I can see how you don't like the trailer. 
I thought it was an okay trailer. To the so. point where, to the point where you got this that kind of like and I mean, this. I, like, yeah, I, don't, I like I, don't I like that. the trailer too, but I could see like it's, you know, it's one episode. I mean, you know, she's not she doesn't wear a costume till the end. Like I could see where people was like, hey, it didn't show me that much. It wasn't that much action or something. I don't know. But I agree with EJ that it just seems like the ratio just seemed a little heavy. If you would have asked me, I would have thought, look, it's possible, but I would have thought that it would have had a positive ratio. And when Shamari says the idea that there isn't some, there wasn't some campaign behind this show, and there wasn't, from what I gather, and I don't think that I don't think that there was, um, to just bomb them with dislikes and bad comments. I think we're getting to the point now where you don't need it. I think that the 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 echo chamber of people they know when to mobilize. They're not even mobilizing. They just like. Oh, speaking their own opinion. CW with a female lesbian hero. I don't got. I don't need someone to rally up. I know I'm going there, just like it and talk trash. Like, it, unfortunately, they have become an entity. You know what I'm saying? Like they've become their own entities. Therefore, they don't. It doesn't need to be. I need to rally people to do this thing. They just. This is how they think. So they just go and they just do it. So I don't think it needs that much mobilizing for that to, for this to happen. Um. Speaking of the trailer, I see seems like I liked it more than you guys did. I thought this was good. I'll be honest. I, I, I was and I was not expecting it to be look as good as it did. I think what impressed me to me was I thought the cinematography behind it. This looked to me nothing like anything I've seen on CW in terms of the shows I watch week to week. Um the cinematography felt different. It felt more movie like. It was a pilot, so I don't know if you know maybe the movie, the show won't be shot the same way that this was shot. But this didn't feel like a CW show to me, and I thought that the action scenes, a little bit that we got, I thought were interesting. Um, and I think they're they're painting a picture and a story that I'm invested in. The idea that it's a Batman who's left the city. To me, that tells me, okay, well, now he's leaving behind his growth gallery to deal with. So I'm going to be seeing the Batman zones I'm accustomed to seeing. We don't see that in that first episode, but I wouldn't expect to see it in that first episode. Um, the Batcave, I thought, looked great. I mean, I, I, I didn't have, I, I mean, I didn't have many, there wasn't a lot to take from it, but I didn't have really many issues with it. And in the last shot of her in the costume, I mean, she just looks like something straight out of the comic book. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was I thought it was an okay trailer. I thought the I I agree. I thought the cinematography was good. Um, I would say it, it, uh, I I agree with Ken on that. A lot of the shots it seems like it's from the first episode, so I feel like there's still a lot left to see. Um, I don't really know what's going on. There's some kind of people running around with masks, and I don't know. They're hurting people. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on. But I guess that's what the pilot is for. So that should explain what's happening. Um, I like how Ruby Rose looks. I mean, as we already know, I I think she looks great in the costume. Um, it seems like we're getting some kind of like prototype version of the costume because she doesn't have the red. I like the that. Red, I, could, I wish that on. wasn't spoiled, but I me, like me too. But I, either way, I think it looks it was a nice good. little twist. Um, I mean, I thought Ruby Rose was. I recently watched. Uh, well, I watched uh, rewatched first John Wick, and then I watched the second John Wick, and she was actually plays one of the villain characters in the second John Wick. Right. And I thought she did a very good job in that as well. Um, and she doesn't say one word. She's like a mute character as well. So that's mm-hmm. weird. But, um, but yeah, I thought I, so I don't know. I'm excited to see her in this. I mean, she's, she's good in action roles. She, she could pull off stunts. Well, 
So I think I think that um, so I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see the show. You know, I mean, I thought I thought this trailer was was it did a little bit of story, but I thought it really tried to hit you with the one liners, and I was like, eh. A little too many, a little too many one, maybe like one or two too many, right. for me. I would have liked a little bit more like story, like what's going on, you know. So, um, before I get to what I think about the trailer, um, I'm starting to believe Shamari's thing about um, it not being a troll job because the because I went back and I looked at the like to dislike ratio on last week's teaser, and it was extremely positive, and. So it's not as if people are like Batwoman show, Ruby Rose, female superhero, and are disliking it. Um, I think people don't like the tone. I, I, of, I don't. I think people don't like the tone, of, and the, maybe the messages behind the trailer that was released this week. And I think people, you know, feel like it may, it may be a little too feminist or a little too whatever, and that I mean, it's, it's it's kind of, it's probably the same energy, but I I don't know if it's a like a movement. You know, I don't know if it's like a you know see it and you know, dislike type of thing. Because I feel like last week it would have had that same response right. or a similar response. Um, but I, I feel like in terms of this week's trailer, um, I mean, I thought it was good. I like the... Uh, it seemed like it, does have, it will have a fairly strong connection to Batman. You know, it's not like Batman's, you know, a character where, you know, we can't mention him, can't talk about him. Like, it'll be probably similar to Supergirl in that regard where he's not around. Did they say they never said what he was doing, right? You know, he just yeah, missing, they didn't. They didn't you know, he, that. You know, he's probably you know at the Watchtower or something, but <laughs> um, but it seems like they will have it will have a fairly strong connection to Batman. Hopefully, he shows up at some point. Uh, I'm not holding my breath, but no, yeah. I, th- I mean, I thought it was a good trailer. Um, from my perspective, when I watched it, I, 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 this was a show that I wasn't extremely excited about. Watched it, and I think I'm slightly more excited. You know, I think I think. My excitement level went up after seeing the trailer. It didn't go down. So, uh, for me, it was a win. But this has to be. I mean, I mean, what do you do if you're, if you're Warner Brothers? I mean, you don't do anything. CW. Yeah, CW. Yeah. Um, I think that again. I, 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 we disagree on this. I, I think that. I just don't think that those people. I just I, those people just don't reflect. I think the people who are gonna watch the show. I really, I really feel that way. I think when you compare it to last week's teaser, I mean, the teaser, I think the difference with this was that this got a lot of attention. Like, the teaser, I barely crossed my radar. I think you guys had to tell me that there was a teaser, which didn't but show what also, anything. But what, what I also thought so like, interesting was... This was, like, a lot of people were tweeting about it. It was, like, one of my number one... It was, I think it was a number one tweet on Twitter, Twitter at one point. Right. So, like, this got a lot of attention, and... Now it's getting on the radar of people who weren't even looking for it. What 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 I thought was interesting also was that not only was the main CW video disliked heavily, but also separate third party trailer channels that also put it out were also had terrible ratios. So like I feel like people legitimately sat down and watched the trailer and didn't like it for whatever reason. I don't know why. You know, probably varying reasons. But I just if it were just the CW video and then I went to the other videos and it was like. You know, it's more even or like you know. Positive. Well, let me be. Let me be clear. I think when I say that it's it's people, I think that these are actual superhero fans. I don't think that these are just all yeah, white people. I was gonna I was gonna say that too. I mean, I, I think these are actual superhero fans. These are people who would not watch this show because of their fear or whatever think, their deal is. I think they would. I think they would have watched shows it. that are that are that are gonna put that in your face. They don't want that stuff. See, I I. Th- 
See, I. So I see what you're saying. I think there is a, a. I think there is a degree of truth in what you're saying. I. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think a lot of these people watched the crossover and enjoyed Batwoman. Right. Saw the te- Saw the teaser that didn't have any context. And we're excited. Enjoyed Bat. Enjoyed the teaser. Saw the trailer. Got a lot of. You know, and they weren't CW. They weren't coy about you know them promoting like like social justice issues and promoting kind of in LGBTQ like representation. Right. And like they were they were very heavy handed in it. You know. And yeah, hey, look, kudos to them. That's what they they wanted to promote that. But those people they weren't aware of that. That's what I think is going on. That's what I agree. Like too. they didn't know. I think, I think, I think there were people that <laughs> were excited. They were surprised by that. But when I, I look at people the, that were excited the about com- Batwoman. But when I look at the comments and. In the ones that have the most that are near the top, the most likes, they're all referring to her in line about I'm not gonna have a man uh, take credit for a woman for for what. A well, woman yeah, I think doing. that's what Shamari's saying. And it's like, yeah, is that like the, they is came that into lines, it? They weren't expecting lines. They came like that into it like, show. yeah, we're excited for Batwoman, but and then they were like, they probably watched it and were but who, like, but this else, is super feminist. Elseworlds, like, Elseworlds, like okay, they're telling a story, so like they're not trying to really have right. an agenda, but. I thought it was quite obvious what they were like. This didn't. I don't know how you could watch Us Wars and this surprise you. She comes in and then like, where's Batman? She's like, Batman, I'm in charge here. Well, like, I mean, we had to go back and well, watch. I mean, Supergirl, Supergirl's like that too. But this is definitely going to probably ratchet that up a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, but I'm saying because what I'm saying, what I'm saying though is that I just don't see how like you could have watched. Elseworlds and this shocked you. Well, Ruby, if, you, if you're Ruby watching was the same of, way, she played that same character. I didn't watch this and say this is different than what I saw from Elseworlds. And also, we have to gather maybe these people didn't watch Elseworlds, which is the other thing. Which why I don't agree with. Well, that's not what I said. That's fair. I don't. I don't, saying, I don't agree with that on no, the face. Well, I'm I, saying I, not I don't think that these the people, I don't think thing. these people watched Elseworlds at all. N- not also they could have well, watched Elseworlds, well, but I, also it maybe they did watch Elseworlds. Feel that way too, but it may be in the case of the people that didn't watch. Yeah, Elseworlds, saw the teaser, were, and we're like, "This is cool," or maybe just reading stories about it, and we're excited about the show, and then got the teaser, and we're like, "I don't think people are against Batwoman," is what I'm saying. I you agree. Know, with that like, I don't think people. I don't think. I don't think came people into this was like, "I don't want a like, gay Batwoman, Batwoman? show." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Know? I don't think that that is. I think it's the. I think it's just the the tone the, and the messaging in the in the, the trailer. The, yeah, the, bothered people. But my, yeah. that's my point. But I think you guys are missing, missing. I think maybe I'm not articulating it, or maybe you guys aren't meeting me halfway on some of this stuff. I know that, but it's Batwoman. Like I think you have to be an idiot to not expect what you saw in that trailer. I'm be honest. Like I think. I but think, do you I, not think that C, the CW could have, if they wanted to? Like Shamari said, been more coy and more. I'm not saying I would have suggested it, could, but they could do anything. They, they, they could have. Sure. They could have not included any of that in the trailer, and I, people would have probably got that. Probably but, that trailer would have gotten more likes, but it wouldn't have been memorable. It wouldn't have got. It wouldn't have. I agree. I mean, with CNN, I'm not sure I mean, the it, CNN article that wrote about it was saying that this is the post Me Too hero that we've been waiting for. Like, I agree with that. I, like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just that's saying, so when you say could, I'm like that would have been dumb. I'm just. Saying, <laughs> I don't think it would have been smart to but do that. I'm, I'm, but I'm saying that they would. They, it's not like it would have been impossible. Like you can do a Batman or, or, or a Batwoman show and market it in a way where it's not going to bother those people. 
They knew that. No, I disagree with you on that. She's a lesbian character. I don't think that. I mean, I think y'all. I think, I think y'all are giving these. I think y'all giving these people a little too much rope with that. It's, it's Batwoman, and I, I I've had someone who's had the courtesy of reading Batwoman in Batman Detective Comics, like to a certain point, you like a certain person is just not gonna like this. Just like the people who didn't like Black Panther. So like, but why? At so certain why point, did, why like, did it get there's nothing. Same... They, there's nothing you can do. But like Black if, Panther is what he is. But what's the so I right. so I and I and I'm. So I'm gonna disagree. I think that, and and look, I, I and I mentioned this in in my comments about the trailer as well. I say you take out like three lines in which she's referencing being a woman and doing a man's job or whatever those three three or four lines Getting or whatever credit, she said. Yeah. You take those out of the trailer. I guarantee you the like to dislike ratio just completely shifts. Maybe just, not flips, but it's it, it changes. I, I, that's just how I. Feel. I know. I disagree. I think that this was. This okay. is good. this was a show that was going to be targeted. There's a reason. But, there's a reason why this woman has been targeted, pretty much to the first time she showed up on television. There's a reason why, uh, this character has been targeted since the first time they decided to to make her openly gay or openly lesbian, however you want to put it. Like, that it's not an accident that it keeps happening to this character to this actress. It's not. Like to me, I, I just I think that we could explain it away and say, well, they didn't do this. They, so at a certain point, they the people they just ain't gonna like what's gonna come out of this show. And I think that when you consider who Kate Kane is as a character, what she stands for, and it being on CW, like I just don't know. I think that these people were heat seeking, waiting to jump on this and. Did CW give give them the ammunition to do so? Sure, they did. They did it as soon as they greenlit greenlit this movie, this show. But to make it, I think, faithful, they did it in the way they did it. But I'm sure they had those discussions. I'm sure they sat down with like Berlanti, every other executive at CW, the people work, the producers, showrunners. They probably when they cut this trailer and when they decided how we were going to market this show, they had the discussion. We know if we put this out there, it's gonna get heat. And look, and they look put at it the, out there. But look at the network they're on. They're on the CW. I'm sorry, but besides Arrow and the Flash and Legends, that network is not attracting a lot of young men. That the that it's that's a, a network that that attracts a lot of young females. Of course. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm saying like. If you know the show and it's coming on this network, but then why do, you know what it's gonna, you but, know what this is. But if, if we know like YouTube subscriber ratios, most of the people subscribed to the CW are gonna be either fans of those shows or, or fans of like the superhero shows or mm-hmm. be other content on the CW. And if this show is gonna speak to that base, the the ratio I, I feel like would be. Now again, you're saying I feel it would be more even. Now, of course, you're saying that you think it was coming from third party. You know, it's coming from the outside. People seeing it on social media and what have you. That's possible, but it just not. Only, but when I noticed, not only was it on the CW's channel, but also on, you know, if you look at people doing reactions of this trailer, it's getting. But I think negative. Like, I think it's getting, and like, this, main, this like big div- time people. But this could divulge into a conversation about, unfortunately, our brethren. And sisterin, however word it is, in 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 what we do, but within our culture, 
there is a lot of sexism in it. Right. It just is. So I don't like to me. I don't like that. That that comment it doesn't really surprise me because I don't think it is not. It's not just limited to this. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, tomorrow you guys, you guys both do the Imperial broadcast. You know what's happened over there. Oh right. Like that's why I'm saying I think you, y'all are giving these people a little too much rope because it's not like oh this is the first time this happened and like what could it what what they didn't do anything like like what could have sparked them it's like it don't take much we they've they've already proven it doesn't take much and I think with this trailer yes CW gave them the lines that they were looking for but I I think that they would have been upset regardless because you know. Captain Marvel had very little of that stuff in the trailers, and people were already jumping on them. Like, but what was the like to dislike ratio? That's the difference. Well, this has a less of a following. Like to me, like this was never going to get a million likes. So, right. so like, but the ratio so, is still important. No, the ratio is important. But what I'm saying is that the ratio of people who actually like CW, watch CW, watch this, and disliked it. I don't think is anywhere reflected in that number. Not even close. Not even close. These people are people who don't watch CW and have their issues with what they feel like is a social justice agenda being thrown in of their course, face. Of course, of course. So that doesn't but, mean they're not. So that's, but that's but that's why I think that's why when we get back to our original point, that's why to me it's illegitimate. That takes away the legitimacy of it. This is not for you. It's not. But yeah, I guess my question was it legitimate. I don't think I don't think it's related to the quality of the trailer. Is what I'm saying. I think it's related to the content of the trailer. Is what we're saying. What's in of the trailer? Of course it is. But and that's that. But, but that, that that's doesn't. That's, not, that, that's still not that's quality. That's what makes though. it legitimate. Is that no, it, they no, watch the trailer and they're disliking it after watching the video. I disagree because it's it's, it's rooted in personal feelings. Of course, it's but, not. But, it's not rooted in actual quality of work. I'm not saying they're they're. I I mean. I think I mean we're we're making similar I mean, points. Yeah, I mean I yeah I feel like you at this point is kind of like becoming a, a, a similar thing, and I I don't completely agree in that. I mean we'll never know how much of these people mm-hmm. are people right. that never watch CW or had no interest in Batwoman. I feel like a lot of these people may and a lot of these people may not be familiar with Batwoman, but what, but may have been curious in learning about Batwoman, or they may know Batgirl but not know Batwoman. And they'd be like, "Oh, that woman. Okay, who's this?" And then right. they, and then they see the trailer and they're like, "Oh, this isn't something I'd be interested in." Right. And they just like, you know, because like Supergirl. I also went back to see Supergirl, and she had very positive reaction. Now Supergirl's a more much more popular character, but right, that's a show that didn't necessarily hammer home the feminist themes in its trailers, like this one. No, because C- CBS is yes extremely cookie cutter. Right. Exactly. Like they, that show is taking a turn since getting on. We'll talk about it today. It's taking right. a serious turn since getting on CW. It it was still it was still very feminist. I'd on say CW. it was. No, it was. I'm just saying it. The marketing it, it might be clearly. Different. I mean, it's the this show again. This show and agents, they're like neck and neck for like who can who can smash Trump the most over the head with right. with with parallels. And these <laughs> those two shows fight every week over. It. Right. We saw it again in the episodes we saw recently. So. Um, I'm fascinated. I, we didn't get so much about the actual trailer because the conversation went into something different. Though I, I thought it was a good conversation. Shout out to Luke Fox. Luke Fox is in this trailer. Um, Batwing. So yeah. you know, will he get a suit? Will we see him in the lace? You no, know, suiting up at some point. I don't know. But uh, but I, I thought I thought this trailer looked pretty good. 
and um and I'm, i want to see more and we'll see what happens the, the villain that for the episode does look pretty cartoony though it's the only thing the woman yeah. with the blonde hair, I don't know, it looks very... Yeah, like, pilot villain. I, yeah, I'm that's not, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know what's yeah, going it's on. a real pilot. That's definitely a pilot villain. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it, I, I was digging. Um, let's talk about... Uh, what else we got on the show today? Uh, oh, Kevin Feige. So Kevin Feige uh, talked a lot uh, through Reddit. And he, he answered a lot always of questions. The best way to, always the best way to get sources, yeah, man. Reddit. Fans. Yeah, typically, <laughs> I would not suggest anyone go to Reddit I, to, I, to that's answer That's where I people, aggregate but, all my news. But this is what Feige did. And it, it ended up being pretty, pretty neat. He answered a lot of questions. Um, and I think uh, we, there's a lot of them to get to. So we'll try to just touch on a few. But one of the ones I thought that was most interesting was the revelation that the Mandarin and the, the Ten Rings are something that they are planning to explore that the the fake man that we got in iron man while yes that did happen there is an actual mandarin and there is actual 10 rings element to the marvel universe that will be explored he talked about you know killian kind of you know not not impersonating but kind of getting a lot of his stuff from that concept of the actual mandarin um the way he says it the way he was very open about it, because certain things he'll talk about, and he'll be like, I can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We're too far away from that. I don't know. The fact that he was very certain that we're getting Mandarin at some point and was confident enough to talk about it makes you think that uh, he's going to be in one of the movies that's already uh, on the slate, the rumored slate. And for me, that the, the only one that makes the most sense is... The uh, rumored slate. Yeah, the rumored slate, since they haven't announced uh, Unconfirmed. It. Uh, it's Shang-Chi. Yeah, untitled Marvel movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Untitled movie four. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I think Shang Chi is the one that makes the most sense. Um, I, I mean, you could do him in an Iron Man future Iron Man movie that's untitled, you know, without Tony Stark. Uh, you could do him in uh, an Avengers movie if you really wanted to. But uh, Shang Chi is obviously what makes the most what makes what makes the most sense for Mandarin. And so as long as as long as Mandarin does not know Fu Manchu. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, apparently in the comics, Shang Chi's father is Fu Manchu, which they can't. Which they're like, they cannot. Which their people are like, they can't do that. (laughs) So they're like, well, now the theory is maybe they'll make the Mandarin his father because Fu Manchu is like a villain in the Marvel in Marvel universe. Maybe maybe they'll do the Mandarin instead. That that's that's a possibility. But regardless, it gives Shang Chi a a a A list. I always felt like. I felt like Marvel kind of cowered out of doing the Mandarin. I, I felt like there was a way they could have done that that wasn't going to be disrespectful. Like, just like how uh, Black Panther did Manate. Mm-hmm. Like, Manate, on on, a, on his face value, could have been extremely disrespectful. Yeah. And M'Baku was great. <laughs> Everybody loves M'Baku. Yeah, right. like, yep. But he's, I mean, he's not Manate, though. He is, but he isn't. They, were, well, they definitely weren't going to call him Manate. <laughs> That's one thing. But... Like he's not wearing is he I mean he's wearing some sort of fur, but he's not like wearing yeah, a gorilla, a gorilla suit. <laughs> yeah, you know, a gorilla suit or whatever. Um they were very they were very safe about that. And they, look, like you said, they could they could do the Mandarin. Like, honestly, like you can cast an Asian actor, give him some give him rings. Like he doesn't have to be like some stereotype yeah, or some caricature. Have to be anything character. like the Mandarin that we've yeah, seen. No. You could still yeah, have be some he could still embody the Mandarin yeah, spirit. Yeah, exactly. He's some crazy guy. <laughs> some yeah. crazy gown and crazy Pointy hat or nothing like that. Yeah, so I agree with you in that in that regard. 
So I'm excited that they're they're gonna give it that they potentially could be giving it a shot. I think that they should have done it before. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this as well. It it makes me believe that they know how they want to do it. Right. Um, you know, which is what they would have done last time, but they were just like, nah, we're not even gonna go down that road. Um, uh, I think it could be interesting seeing Mandarin in Shang Chi. Um, I mean, I don't. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it may just be a byproduct of me not really reading as much Iron Man. I don't know how. I don't know how the Mandarin fights. I mean, I know he's like a more of a mystical kind right. of villain. They're definitely gonna have to, like, I mean, obviously he's much different than Thanos, but like the the concept, they're gonna have to, you know, kind of differentiate like the concept of the Ten Rings and like the Infinity Gauntlet and like, you know, having like just having like something that you're wearing. You know, give you some sort of power. Yeah, you think the Mandarin may show up in Doctor Strange or something? That's the other possibility. That's the other one where that would make sense too. I think it would be one of those two. Either one, I think, would be great. Man, imagine if he's in Doctor Strange too. That'd be wild. That'd be insane. And I, now, I think, I think, and I think he'd be a great choice for both because I think Shang Chi and Doctor Strange have the same issue with that. Neither of them have a deep rose gallery that's going to immediately garner a lot of attention. And garner a lot of excitement. So someone like Shang Chi, uh, who no, nobody knows any of his villains. Nope. No, yep. not one, not one villain that we know about Shang Chi's villain. So putting him, so putting him in that movie would make a lot of sense because that that will draw a lot of people who may not know anything about Shang Chi. Even the most ardent Marvel fans don't know anything about Shang Chi. I don't know anything about Shang Chi, but like, similar to, but like, I know the Mandarin. So I'm like, oh snap, the Mandarin. All right, I'm interested. Similar to the concept of putting Thanos at the forefront of the Eternals in some some regard, you know, like mm-hmm. it'll draw people, you know, at the very least. If you don't know jack squat about the Eternals, you obviously know who Thanos is. Everyone in in America knows who Thanos is, so like that'll sell tickets in its own right. Um, they've done this with other characters, um, but I, this one makes plenty of sense. I think that's what I think that's what's gonna happen. Um, Feige also talked about uh, he also talked about um, the 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 like his biggest regrets, I guess. In the not regrets, he said. Um, yeah, he least, said he has none. He said he has no regrets. Yeah, that um, was interesting. He which, said that each of those I moments. I, I don't know how I feel about that. He said each of those moments led them to Endgame. Yeah, Therefore, role, yeah. he, he can't regret anything because Endgame is a masterpiece. He didn't say masterpiece, but I'm, I'm now. Adding okay, that. all right. I mean, <laughs> basically, that, that. say like, Yo, y'all his, see how much money I've made, yeah, how his, much money yeah, I've made. His exact quote yeah, was, yeah, "The truth is, I was like, it's everything in those films and all the little details, perfect ones and not so perfect ones, that carried us through to the experience of Endgame. Therefore, I wouldn't change a thing." Okay, all right, that's not so bad. First, yeah. I was like, "And like, no, we did everything perfect." That that's the only thing I'll say on that is that that's the the beauty of doing a shared universe like that, a connected universe, a linear universe where it's like. Literally everything we put on the screen, we have to acknowledge to some degree. You don't have to acknowledge, but we have to live by. We can't. You can retcon things by rewriting it, but there's nothing that didn't happen. Now, The Incredible Hulk, why Bruce Banner looks different in The Incredible Hulk, why Rhodey looks different in Iron Man versus Iron Man 2. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those are things he would love to change. Yeah, if he could, he'd be like, yeah, I wish I could George Lucas that joint. You know, I could Star Wars edit it and put the Don Cheadle in Iron Man one, but um, I think someone asked him that too. I think someone asked him like, "Do you wish you could do like uh, 
the the, the same thing that they did to Star Wars, uh, in the those in like a movie edition or DVD edition. Um, nah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I feel like, oh, but he, they are also asking what are you know two things that you had the, the biggest trouble with mm-hmm. in terms of um, going to Disney about. And he said it was Robert Downey's casting, which makes sense, given the trouble he had prior to being Iron Man. He also said uh, making Captain America First Avenger a period piece. Yeah, that was cool. That was interesting. Um, those Both of those made a lot of sense to me because uh, Robert Downey, tr- problem child at the time, definitely a risk, super talented, but... You're making him the face of your 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 the yeah. starter in the face right. of yeah. Your, they've had, they had clearly pitched to Disney that this was going to be the beginning of something massive, and you're 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 now you're saying that you're going to start it with someone who is probably that scene at the time very unreliable. That's that makes sense that that would give them issues. Uh, in the Captain America piece, also to me makes sense the idea that this is one of the this you're calling him the first Avenger and. Uh, it's a, a main character in your new universe that you're creating and you're setting the movie in the 40s, that's a big deal. Um, people were at time were excited for the universe expanding and for you to go back in time, how much can you really do world building like that? So those uh, answers made sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this seems like a very... Uh... Seems like Feige's giving actual answers to these questions. <laughs> yeah. Some of them, you know, ask him, you know, what's gonna, what can we expect from, you know, Bucky and Falcon? He would he'd be like, dot, dot, dot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Um, speaking of Bucky and Falcon, uh, you guys hear recently, like, uh, as of a couple hours ago, that we got some details on it. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, we got, apparently it's gonna be six episodes. It's a hot take. Coming out August 2020. Um, they already picked the director. August twenty twenty, right? Okay. Yeah, and I think that I heard. I think Stan said they were gonna start shooting soon. Yes. Yeah. And they confirmed, or not confirmed, but I guess the report confirmed that we 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 will be getting uh, Sharon Carter, Agent Thirteen, and uh, Zemo back. Daniel Brühl. Mm. So, That's exciting. Will be repri- reprising his role. That's exciting. That's very fascinating. Um, will we get Baron Zemo? We'll see. We'll, or will he just be the same guy who was in Civil War? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, And they also talked about, you know, Captain America, or what should we call it, Bucky taking the shield will play some sort of role in the, in the show. That's uh, very exciting. I'm excited about that project already, yeah. just hearing about it. Um, last things on uh, Feige, uh, when they talked to him about uh, how long... Where they, you know, was Endgame and Infinity War in the works. They said they started discussing how to adopt Infinity Gauntlet comic, comic book as soon soon after the release of the first Avengers. It was one of our creative retreats about five years ago that we decided to do it as two films. Uh, and then they said they they got to the story specifics uh, during production on Civil War with Chris Marcus and uh, Stephen McFeely and Joe and, and Anthony Russo. Those guys uh, wrote the movies. They did it in between takes in a conference room to figure out how they were going to do those movies. Um, he also mentioned uh, he didn't play, he doesn't want to play favorites in regards to what characters he's excited about coming to the MCU, um, but that he's excited about 
the possibilities of, that are, are there in terms of what their plan is. He says that we usually work with a specific five-year plan at any given point, but often have a general plan that extends much, much further. So when you say five-year plan and you have, they've been saying they have no plans with anything, any of these characters as of right now, that suggests maybe we won't be seeing these characters for the, in the next five years. But, of course, things can change with that as well. Uh, and I'm trying to think of any, any last nuggets. Um, Unfortunately, he said Stanley did not see Endgame. That's Stanley terrible. Oh, no. That's, that's sad. Yeah, that's, that is a shame. Um, I'm trying to end it on a more happier note than that. That's really rough. Uh, he did say that uh, he confirmed what the with the Russo's kind of where he said that uh, Captain America was able to pick up the hammer in Age of Ultron, but didn't, uh, you know, because he wanted to be polite to Thor. And that, uh, um, oh, okay. And the, uh, <laughs> and the idea that um, the Infinity War and um, when they decided that the Russo's would be good for the two movies we just saw Infinity War and Endgame. And uh, he said that it started, you know, when they loved the experience of working with them on Winter Soldier. And uh, Feige said when asked why Joe and Anthony were the right choice for the job, he said we had amazing time developing the Civil War script with them. I think it was soon before production began on Civil War that we asked them to direct Infinity War and Endgame. So that's fascinating because Civil War, we know Civil War was was crazy. We were like, yo, these guys have to do Avengers. But it's crazy that they didn't even, it wasn't even out yet. And they didn't even, they weren't even in production yet. They just saw the script that included a non-Spider-Man, I believe, at that point. Mm. And they said, these are the guys. So that's, that was uh, interesting to me. So shout out to Kevin Feige for answering so many of the questions that uh, actual reporters have had for him. But he actually, you know, a lot of fans to answer the questions. So that was, uh, that was neat. But um, the last bit of, uh, of Marvel news in terms of stories that we're going to cover this week before we get to our quick hitters. Black Widow, according to Sebastian Stan, Shamari, is going to take place um, after Civil War. Speaking of Civil War, that's a good segue. So that's shocking because a lot of people thought this was going to be a, a, a deep piece in the very deep past. Right. Mid-2000s, Yes, 90s. maybe 90s, 80s. And we're hearing that this movie is going to happen. in a long time. This movie is going to happen. For hell, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. This movie is going to be set in like 2016. She's frozen. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, so I think that, uh, so this is post civil war. So she's now on the run on the run. Um, so this is this somehow is going to lead to her having this blonde hair that she had in, uh, infinity war. I'm sure Skojo will be happy about that. <laughs> that means she's another diet. I think she's a natural blonde. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So this so so this should be uh should be interesting. Um I don't know I, I mean they they have to market this well. I was thinking maybe if they marketed it as an origin it would be easier for people to get. Yes. They're marketing it as something that's in between other movies. People are going to be like, "Wait, so what time is this? Right. What so when is this taking place? What's going on? People are going to have questions. Not really going to know what's going on. You're going to have to explain to them, "Okay, so this takes place before after Civil War, but before they fight Thanos. So, you know, um, so yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they market that well, because that's an interesting time period to choose for this movie. Um, uh, but hopefully we get hopefully we get some good guest stars. Maybe Cap shows up, you know, so maybe Chris Evans isn't done yet, necessarily, because he was around at that time. 
Um, Interesting. You know, so maybe we see Cap, maybe we see more Vision, more Wanda. I mean, they were kind of a crew for a while. So I don't know. This it should be interesting. It should be fun to see. Um, for me, this is a thumbs down. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this. You know, it's not the end of the world because um, it's Marvel. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it's never going to be the end of the world, no matter what they decide. But uh, I, I mean, I I imagine Marvelite Kindle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a complete Marvelite. <laughs> no, but um. I just feel like it would have been easier, like you said, to do the, do the 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 prequel, do the pre, because we don't know anything about her backstory. And look, it could be both. It could be a mix. It could be we get a lot of her backstory, but it comes back to haunt her in the in the present day, which would still be technically the past, because Civil War is the past at this point. But you know, it comes back to haunt her in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, whenever it came out, um, or twenty sixteen, whatever it was, but. So I, I, in that regard, like I could, I mean, I see it maybe playing a role, but or, or being okay. But I would have, I just think, going back into pre Iron Man, pre Iron Man two would have made more sense because I think that's what we want to see more than what she was doing in between Infinity War and Civil War. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, you can do it, but that sounds like more of a one shot than it needs to be a whole movie. But that's just me. It's a, it's a weird. It's a weird choice because I mean this is the f- uh, this is the first movie since uh, I mean I know we have Spider Man but besides Spider Man this would be the first movie MCU purely movie non Sony involved since Endgame. That's a weird choice to decide to go back in time uh, to such a weird time not not like a time that's uh, way in the past that maybe will give us a little more insight to some of the things that have happened in the Marvel universe but something that was like so recent it's it's a little bit of a weird time. I don't know why they're deciding to do this. I do wonder what it will mean for um for engagement and interest in the movie. You know, will people decide that oh, this is a movie, you know, set like, you know, Civil War when we know there's plenty of other stories that happened post then that were way more important. Uh, how will they sell that movie? The one thing that I do think this does help them with is uh, the characters that they may introduce in this movie, we know could actually end up being real factors in the Marvel Universe. But one of the things I remember we talked about was Taskmaster. And my one concern, I remember I said was that as much as I love Taskmaster, uh, I think that that would be, be unfortunate. He was in the 90s and 80s or whatever, and like he's someone that <laughs> wouldn't make, be a factor in the new millennium. What if it's well, I mean, 2016? If it's, I mean, if it's 2005, for example. But I, I don't think anyone was talking about that. We would... I, I, I thought it was. I, that's what I thought. I know. I thought it was because given her age, it couldn't have been. No, I thought this was gonna be something in like the nineties, and eighties. That's what I was assuming. I think that's what that was the first reporting was that it was gonna be a period piece. Did they? Well, yeah, period piece doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be. The but 90s a period piece from two thousand five though, it's just it's just weird. Like that's not really a period. I mean, this is weird, but that's also still weird. Like right. it's not. It's not like time. like I said, like how old Scarlett Johansson is, like thirty four, I think. 33 something like that so you go back 10 years even then she's 26 or 20 i mean for the math 24 yeah like that's not even close <laughs> 24 23 uh so like if you go back another 20 or you go back another 10 well remember also 20. but we got to remember scarlet you know black widow has an age is technically she should be she's someone who technically has a weird aging thing where she she should have been living for she's almost like steve rogers yeah you could do where that. her age where her aging could do that. is slowed down because of 
the Russian soldiers, super soldiers shouldn't that she got. Right. So you do something like that. Age, so the age stuff doesn't matter as much in terms of how she looks. You can kind of fudge with that as much as they need to. And we've already seen what they can do with, you know, faces like Samuel Jackson. So uh, Scarlett Johansson, who still looks great. Yeah, like I, wouldn't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they would really even have to de age her. Yeah. Much. So I, so I don't. So I don't think that would have been an issue at all having her be set in like the eighties or seventies or whatever. I, I, my issue was more about. Um, Again, a character like Castmaster or whoever they would, who would come out of this movie, how they just wouldn't be a factor in the going forward in the MCU. And now that that puts them all in play, I think that's part of the reason why they're doing this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that could be. I think that could be uh, part of the reason. Um, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope if if you know we're getting Taskmaster and he really is the villain with this. Um, I mean, I think he could be a spectacular villain. So I would hope that he's someone that they're just like, okay, we don't want to get rid of this piece on the chessboard, so to speak. Um, you know, so uh, so that is one that is one positive. I'm kind of I don't I don't, I'm not negative towards this uh, this decision at all, but I'm also not necessarily positive. I'm more kind of like, okay, let's wait and see, because I don't know what the, I have no idea where they're going with this. I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know what I don't know what vibe they're going for. I don't know if they're if they're, uh, you know, like they they pick this time period, I feel like they must have picked this time period for a specific reason. They had to, yeah. That's that's what I'm getting here because it, I mean, it doesn't. It's not something they would be like, oh yeah, they would they would do that. Yeah, like, really I think weird. they picked. No, <laughs> I mean there are theories that they picked the Captain Marvel time period. Well, there are multiple reasons why they could have done that, but especially, um, one theory that works is the whole, you know, if you wanted to make the 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 scrolls. Well, at least a scroll kid, <laughs> like evil. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted to make her the scroll, the scroll queen, eventually, like she would be that age. And like I mean, there was no secret invasion story in Endgame, which many people are off on. But uh, like they could have, they like that plus the whole Fury connection and Fury calling her in. Like you know, it didn't have to be in the nineties necessarily, but made more sense. Um, so I agree. Like if they did pick this timeline. Or this time period, it would be for a reason. It wouldn't just be ah, oh, this makes the most sense for a story easiest to tell. I think there would be a specific story reason why they picked that. Hey, maybe, I mean, this is simple, but maybe it's like well, let's explain why she has blonde hair, or maybe they gave her blonde hair because they wanted to do a movie, and for whatever reason, like, what if there's a new Black Widow, for example? That's a theory. That's something that's been going out there somewhat, and the new Black Widow ha- does have blonde hair. And maybe she's she exactly does. like, but maybe in the movie, like the new blonde, the new black widow has blonde hair. Maybe she's impersonating her or something along those lines. Like I don't know. These are just theories I'm throwing out there, but I think there will be reasons why some of this stuff is explained if this is all true. Yeah, I mean there there was definitely between Civil War and, and Infinity War. I mean Black Widow. There was definitely. I mean it seems like Black Widow is the character of all these characters that like there seems to be stuff happening with her that we just never really know. Of course, and and there was a lot of question marks between like what her deal was post Civil War, what's with her hair, what's she been doing, what's with the clandestine teen that they have. Like there were a lot of questions there that now can be answered. I guess the question becomes, for like for the fans, like do we care? And I don't know if we do. Like Endgame happened and we kind of got to that point. I almost feel like this movie would have been better, uh, post Infinity War. Like, if you have Infinity War and then you drop this movie, I think that would have made more sense than I now. Just, I just thought of something. And this is... This would be pretty wild. I don't know if this is true or not. 
again. But this would be pretty wild. But what if I just mentioned secret invasion? What if this means? What if they throw in that there was a Black Widow that was a scroll? Oh, oh wow! That would be, be insane. And maybe the one from Endgame was a scroll. Well, she would no. Died. She would have turned. We would have seen it was a scroll. But still, maybe there is a second Black Widow going out there. I don't know. Just something to throw out there. Um, what kills that theory to me is the fact that she didn't turn into a scroll. She didn't turn into a scroll. And that they got the Infinity Stone. Yeah, I feel like she would have turned on them too <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> well, no, why did she kill herself? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Why would you kill yourself? Because um, <laughs> if you're at a long, a long end game plot, but that would be wild if they did say like, oh yeah, by the way, the switcheroo, everything you saw was that would make it worth it. That would be cool. Yeah, that would, that would make this timeline worth it. Yeah, that would be really awesome. I agree. And it wouldn't completely wipe out. Like it, like if they did like yeah she was switched out in two thousand three, I'd be like damn like this whole Black Widow is somebody we haven't this has been a scroll the whole time, like that would be pretty whack. But if you say like oh yeah she was switched out post Civil War, like I mean you still have plenty of Black Widow stories, but at the same time, the new Black Widow. And look, I think this is all very low percentage chance, but right. that would be. I mean, it's right. interesting. Something, and maybe it's not Black Widow. Maybe maybe it's a different character. Yeah. I, but that's just something that they may want to throw in there uh, with any of these characters that were in the game. Uh, let's do some quick hitters before we get to the show recap. So, uh, James Gunn opens up about uh, his firing and rehiring at uh, Marvel and Disney. Uh, it was pretty spectacular. Of the key notes from it, he called uh, the day that he got fired the worst day of his life, but part of it being the best day of his life because of the... Um, support he got from the cast, uh, who called him and called him and texted him and, and, and really spoke out in public for him. Uh, he also said that uh, Disney had a total right to fire him, and um, that when he got the call, they really showed him that uh, there's a, truly a section of Hollywood that are full of really good people. And um, he got a little teary-eyed in the office when he was eventually given his job back. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff there. He also said that um, he feels like of all the Guardians, Rocket represents him the most, and that there's a story that's been being told with Rocket since the first movie that was also told in Infinity War and Endgame that he's looking to finish in Guardians Three. And what I found interesting was that he said he called the Suicide Squad movie a sequel, which has been going back and forth. We've heard it reboot, ha-ha, sequel. Ha-ha. He says the Suicide Squad, <laughs> Suicide Squad reboot. sequel. Um, it's just instantly started flowing when he started writing it. I don't think I've had as much fun writing a script since maybe Dawn of the Dead. Uh, that's what this whole movie has been like. So, told you that reboot uh, stuff made no sense. Minute or less, Shamari. Any <laughs> thoughts on Gun? Any of these stuff? Any of these comments just stick out to you? Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, this is stuff that I, we were basically, or I was basically expecting to hear from James Gunn. The next time we, whenever we were to hear from James Gunn, I was like, "This is exactly what he's going to say." So he basically said everything that I figured he would say. You know, he followed the playbook. You know, yeah, he followed the playbook. This was probably written by his agent. You know, like, listen, <laughs> this is what you gotta say. So he said it, and not that I don't believe him. Right. Not that he <laughs> doesn't believe it. Not that he it. doesn't believe it. I don't think that he's lying necessarily, but this is what he has to say. Right. You know. Um. So so you know he's saying what he needs to say. I'm sorry. I hated that. I did that. And I'm, I've learned from that experience, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, 
you know, so yeah, this grateful is basically for the opportunity. Grateful for the opportunity. There's so many good people at Disney. Right. Da, 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 you know, all that. <laughs> I think that was a little weird, you know. I was super I mean it's not weird, it's, it's seen obviously in a lot of industries, but like he was very congrat very grateful to Disney to Disney. Like, yeah, you know, they you know, they probably had all they had every right to fire me. Yeah, every right to fire me. All <laughs> like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. I don't know if he even believes that. But um but regardless, uh yeah, I wonder if he was crying when uh when when Warner Brothers offered him the Suicide Squad job because that that's what got him this that's what got him back to Guardians. <laughs> that's what you that's what you think? Oh uh, yeah. I mean according to Batista, wasn't he back like a long really long well, actually no, didn't in in this thing didn't he say like he got called when he was working on Suicide Squad or something? Yeah, he was yeah. writing Suicide Squad. You know, like So you think they got worried he was doing it? Well, I think when he got announced. Like Well, remember no, but remember he, he got it was it was a reporter that he was he had been back in the fold for months, if you remember correctly. Like it was a while. It was like he he the time he which he was fired was not nearly as long as we thought. Like what he mean? got fired in like August, whatever July, or whatever. Well, he was back by like the end of the fall. Yeah, remember we talked about that on one of yeah. our shows. Yeah. What so by that point, like we didn't know he was. Doing, he was we fired. didn't know he was doing. He might have been fired for like a week or something. They called him and they were like, "We want you, we want you back." Gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about that. On the show. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh right, but he he wasn't fired, but they they called him back to the but like he wasn't they didn't know he was doing Guardians wasn't that recent? No, that was, uh, no, no. Him no, doing they, Guardians was announced recently, right? No, no, it was announced recently, but they but the but reporting that they had, was but, that he had no they had no he they, had been back for a yeah, while. It just wasn't announced. Oh, during the Guardians. Yeah. Oh, word, 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 word. I see what you're saying. So, but, but so then, what is this? What is he saying then? That, He's not refuting that. He, did, I mean, he doesn't give a timeline, so we don't know when that happened when he got yeah. that call back. Because he, because he got offered to do Suicide Squad, like weeks after, weeks after he got fired. Which is which lines up with what he's saying here, which is that he was working on Suicide Squad, writing Suicide Squad when they called him back. That lines up with the idea that he had been he was not fired for a long time. Right, 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 right. So, you, but you think that you think that so they it, called it wouldn't, him before it the, the you think that they called him before the media got when he was doing Suicide Squad. It's, it's he he confirmed it. He confirmed it with what he's saying. Now, did Marvel could have still? It's Hollywood. People right, talk. Right, of course. They could have known that he was doing suicide. He was well, doing suicide I, yeah, because I'm less I'm concerned about the fact the that the media aspect it. of it that that didn't have anything to do with it. He's confirmed that it didn't because he's saying that they called him while he was writing Suicide Squad. We didn't even know he was doing it at the time. When do how long do we know about him writing Suicide Squad? Though? Do we know that that was did did we know that he was writing Suicide Squad before it was announced that he was doing Suicide Squad? Uh, I think we, I think we did, but I don't I don't know if it was solid though. Right, because I I cause I the, the initially what I was gonna say before the, the, our timelines got mixed up or whatever was before we just did a Hulk in uh in uh ancient one it's describing right. all the timelines of James Gunn is what, <laughs> what Kevin Feige's calling it. Not Professor Hulk, which whole other thing. But um Yeah, but what I was originally gonna say was that yeah, I thought that Gunn got the job because the reaction to him doing Suicide Squad was very positive. And so Disney saw well, I mean, nobody really cares he doing Suicide Squad, so it's an opportunity to bring it back. But if none of that if they didn't see any court of public opinion reaction, then they won't care. Then that hasn't done anything. Um. Yeah, my, I'm still stuck on the whole Suicide Squad being a sequel thing. Yeah, man. 
Those yeah, yeah I mean, reboot I mean, stuff I, was I mean, nonsense. I yeah, I mean, Kendall, Kendall's been very ardent on that. I was kind of leaning towards that as well. I didn't see how, you know, <laughs> bringing, these, bringing these characters back. Let's go like, through. All right, let's how? go through what the Suicide Squad is. Task Arlie, Force X, Margot Robbie. We're gonna put a bomb in yeah, your head. All these people bringing all of them back. It's like that doesn't make any. I don't. Even I was like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> They're gonna have to explain it all over again. <laughs> They're rebooting the Suicide Squad. You gotta explain and Waller back. So you know, you came out. Three, I think what's gonna happen is that this movie. This movie will be a sequel only in like words i think it, and i think i think it was gonna happen it's gonna be a transformer sequel man it's gonna be <laughs> right where kendall was saying well, they're not just gonna reference anything that happened in those movies those movies aren't really canon but like we also gotta assume that you've seen these characters before that's what i think is gonna happen um patty jenkins uh she uh there was a lot of talk about you know the wonder woman production and she had them push the release date back after um it, they really were pushing for it to be released this this year and she now says that uh, she wishes that she could have uh, released it earlier. And that after the test screening she got, which I guess, assuming that means that it was very positive, that she, she liked what she saw from the early cut of the film, that uh, she wishes she could go ahead and just drop the movie already. Any thoughts on uh, Patty's thought process on this movie? Well, listen, I'm very glad to hear that she's getting we're, we're getting positive reactions. You know, I want her to take her time. You know, listen, we have waited this long. You know, we had Endgame. We're going to have all these other superhero movies to take to take our time. Like, I say just take your time. You know, take your time. Make the best possible movie. Do, uh, take all, do all the reshoots you need to do. You know, touch up the script. All of that. You know, I want the best, highest quality movie. I don't want her to just up and release it because a bunch of, uh, I don't even know who she screened it to. I hope it wasn't the execs, because those people, yeah, clap. people can't stand ovation to be. You know, they clap at everything, <laughs> as long as it looks good, and and you know has Gal Gadot in it. I'm sure uh, the, the 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 Funimation and Toei execs were gave a standing ovation to Dragon Ball Evolution. That's <laughs> not right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, maybe not uh, that. Maybe with the Fox. Well, yeah, yeah, Fox. Yeah, uh, you know, these Fox guys. But um, but yeah, so. So I I want her to take as much time as she needs, but I'm glad that she's getting a positive reaction. Um, last a quick hitter, real quickly. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, star from Stranger Things, sounds like she could be in the mix, according to we got this covered to be in the Eternals. Yes, very interesting. You know, uh, I expect she will. Obviously, she's already. I mean, I I, w- I would call her an A lister. You know, she's maybe not A-list in the sense that, like, you say the name, everyone I'd in say, the country knows. I say B-list. So she's probably B-list, but in this industry, she's A-list. And that's going to go up after Godzilla comes out. If the word on Godzilla is accurate, that that movie is a success, that movie is going to be legendary. And, you know, seems like she's going to be playing a huge role in that movie. And, look, these, a lot of times, these castings are... They they're based off of what you've done recently, and like it's no no coincidence. Benicio del Toro got casted in Last Jedi after Sicario. That's when his name was hot, mm-hmm. you know. Like, he, I mean, he was all right in Guardians, you know, as the what you call it, uh, the Collector. But it was really what he did in in Sicario that got him the role in Star Wars. Um, so her, if they know that this movie is gonna be super hot, Godzilla movie, which that's the early word then it makes sense that they would be targeting her to play Piper. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. Um, 
I mean, she's uh, she does a spectacular job at Stranger Things. Um, I, I mean, we'll see how she does in this Godzilla movie. Um, but uh, I think there's a there's a lot of overlap in the fan bases of Stranger exactly. Things and then the, all these superhero movies. So I think her inclusion was and, all, is only a good thing. And we talk about we talk we've talked about this movie them having the cast like a listers, like people that don't know about the Eternals that like us we're not huge I mean, we're not it's not we've read we grew up watching or we're reading a bunch of Eternals comics like I, I mean we don't Shamari you watch Stranger Things I don't we don't I mean EJ don't really watch mm-hmm. it but a lot of people in this industry in this medium uh, watch Stranger Things or, or gonna watch Godzilla are gonna be like alright Angelina Jolie Millie Bobby Brown or people that don't even like superhero movies that like Stranger Things are going to be like Angelina Jolie, Millie Bobby Brown, Marvel. I'm sure they were going to cast probably other A-list and B-list actors. Yeah. Like, they're putting together, it seems like, what could be an all-star cast mm, to yeah. support the fact that this, they're a no-name kind of franchise. Yeah, it's one thing, it's one answer that Feige gave that I think was a little bit of a lie when he did that AMA and said that in terms of what he thinks of casting, he thinks of always cast the right person regardless of their star power. I don't believe that's the case all the time. I think it is the case with some of their major movies uh, that with more no, well-known characters, but I don't think that's the case with Guardians. I don't think that's the case with this. This, to me, is clearly, obviously, they are heat-seeking stars. And it makes sense. I keep saying it. like The movies that they've done where that have had you know lesser-known characters, they've swung for the fences every time. And they haven't swung for the fences with people who can't act. You know, like... You can swing over the fences and find people who just can't act, and it's, it's a disaster. They're always getting well-trained, highly talented people, but it's still they trying to get that star power. And they did it with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. They did it. They're doing it with Angelina Jolie. We know the whole Guardians cast being superstar studded at the time. Um, and now we have this. Now you added Billy Millie Bobby Brown. Like It's very clear what's happening here. And it's smart. I'm not dissing them for it, but this is what's happening. They're they're making sure that all right, who were the hottest names in Hollywood who can really you know act their ass off and who fit these characters and 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 they fit the people that we want. Look, at this and point, we gotta, Marvel we gotta be able to sell this movie. At this, this point, Kevin Feige's Coach K, Marvel's Duke, you know, and Infinity War was Zion. So now they're they're or, or not Infinity War, Endgame was Zion. Now they're recruiting. They can pick whoever they want. They're like, look, they can look at all the actors and be like, all right. We got this character, you know, Shang-Chi, you know, Asian-American martial artist. They can pick probably any actor. No one's going to turn them down. Right. You know, they have their pick of the litter. They just have to pick whoever they feel is the best fit for the role. You know, so the fact that they're targeting, I heard a rumor that they're targeting uh, Zac Efron to play Adam Warlock. Eight years ago, they wouldn't have been able to get Zac Efron to play Adam Warlock. No In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But, I mean... Or whatever it's going to be called, as Guardians of the Galaxy. But after what happened with Endgame and the success that Marvel has had, Marvel Studios, and the money they've made, they could—they—they're a dream team at this point. They yeah. can cast whoever they want. They've got the money, obviously, and now they have the legitimacy in Hollywood. Uh, let's do the let's do the reviews real quick. So let's start with uh, Supergirl since we haven't talked about that show in a while. Um, I thought Supergirl was really good. I think they had a really good season. Uh, I think they ran into a little bit of trouble with 
the Ray Zhao Ghoul Brock Lesnar syndrome with uh, Lex Luthor. You know, the last few episodes before the season finale, he once again was kind of AWOL. They really didn't have a great reason for why he was AWOL. Um, but I think they kind of understand the character that he is. He's not someone that can kind of just be around the whole time and it make so much sense. Right, I kind of like that he wasn't around. I think I, it's not that I disliked what was happening. The episodes were good. I just think that, again, the, the intensity of those episodes just aren't going to match that when he's on. So I kind of, it kind of, you kind of automatically bring your guard down. You kind of, you know, my attention fan isn't nearly as uh, upticked when when he's not on the screen. So it doesn't mean that they didn't establish some good stuff. They weren't doing some good stuff. Uh, I thought that the I, I thought that the Jimmy Olsen stuff was a little tragic. It was way more tragic than I imagined his issues would be with trauma. And I think that of the shows that have tried to deal with mental health, I think that they probably have done the best job, I think, um, in, in tackling it, I, I think, uh, of the shows that we watch with Jimmy. Um, but as the series came to an end, I thought that we got a pretty satisfying ending. Uh, I thought that Lex kind of positioning himself to be where he was and kind of seeing the influence that he had. And I enjoyed seeing Kara piece together just how much he was pulling his strings. I think that that, I think, and when you say that you enjoyed the episode he wasn't there, I think they were able to make his presence still felt by having Kara, like, it's like, you know, it's like you pull a little thread out of a shirt and you just keep pulling and pulling. You realize, oh, my God, this thing is endless. Like, and that's pretty much what Kara was doing as a reporter, just pulling and pulling, pulling. And you're seeing that this guy, Lex's influence on everything that's happening is just unbelievable. But what I liked about it is it kind of had a kingpin feel to it where it wasn't it. Like they explained it in a way that made sense. It wasn't like, like just someone with the kingpin where it was like, oh, no, you see the influences they've put together, like, they all kind of match and they all work. Sometimes shows make guys just broke with like endless resources, resources and endless things. Where with him and how he was threatening the right person, manipulating this person to get this person to do this, and like it, it was it all worked in a way that that to me, went by the time you see where he is, it's like yeah, like someone with a genius intellect with him and his money and his ruthlessness. I'm not surprised he is where he is. Yeah, um, I thought that this, I thought this season was, um, I thought it was a very solid season. You know, I think, I think Supergirl is definitely, um, I thought this season was a, a, uh, I thought this season was a slight improvement in the last season, on the last season. You know, I mean, I didn't. What happened last season? Uh, rain. Rain. I loved last season. Oh, yeah. Last yeah. season, it was I, th- I thought last season was solid, but I thought this, this season was a slight improvement on last season. Um. I mean, and that's just because of Lex. I thought Lex just, just ratcheted up the intensity quite a bit. Um, I thought the these uh, kind of dwindling episode, the last few episodes were, um, I thought they were very good. You know, I thought Lex, everything Lex did in the show was spectacular. He's he's a Jenny, probably a Jenny winner. I'm calling it right now, but um, uh, but yeah, I thought Lex was spectacular. I thought Melissa Benoist did a good job uh, as well. I thought yeah, she, she had red yeah, daughter. She had and... red red daughter, which I thought she did that role extremely well. Um, I thought she did Kara really well as she usually does. Um, I I thought I thought Jimmy I thought Jimmy was good. You know, I thought I thought Lena was exceptional this season as well. Yeah, she that 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 girl who plays Lena is excellent. Yeah, she does a spectacular job. Yeah, 
Um, so, uh, so yeah. Hey, I gotta say, hats off to Supergirl for doing a good job this season. I hope to see more Lex Luthor going forward. Um, Supergirl. Yeah. Um, Supergirl, I thought was, uh, very, very, it was way more consistent than I think the other shows were. Definitely. Like, week to week, I didn't feel like I was worried, like, man, nothing's gonna happen. Like, or we're gonna Yeah, there weren't too many, like, terrible episodes. And you know, I don't know if there were any, honestly, this season. Like, like, especially, like, the last, like, five or six. Like, obviously, there's gonna be some freak of the week. You know, in there where you're like, ah, I don't know what's happening or what's going on. But it really much, pretty much after they introduced Lex Luthor, it was pretty linear. Yeah. It was pretty, every episode has something to do with something. Um, where some of these shows just don't do that. And it gets annoying. Um, I, I mean, obviously, Lex Luthor, very, very good villain. Um, I, and this was one of the few shows where I, I was pretty invested in pretty much all of the all of the 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 storylines the, the story yeah. you know the a storyline the b storyline the c storyline yeah, like there were none of them where i was like, all right fast forwards you know snooze you know mute like some of these shows had that yeah you know where i was like i don't care about this man because you had you had you know and they this show i think honestly weaved the most which is also makes that interesting because right. you had uh the yeah the brainy dreamer Brainy Dreamer connection. Yeah, I thought that was, those teams were always very good. You had Jimmy dealing with his power slash anxiety. Right. Um. You had Alex. They kind of threw back in the the, the daughter stuff. I those teams the buddy were, relationship were, with Jimmy's sister were were emotional. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those teams were really good. Uh, the scene and scene when she doesn't get the kid. Very sad. Um. And kind of especially as you know straight men like that like I don't I, I don't know anything about. The adoption process and how easy or difficult it is. I was, I it, if that's true to what is like. I mean, that was like very enlightening right. to me, and it made for really good television for a character. You know, you guys know Alex is one of my favorite characters on of television. <laughs> you know, I talk about it every week. So, so it was tough for me to see her through that. I was like, damn, that's rough. You know, so, um, so those, so her storyline was good. The Red Daughter storyline was good. So the Age of um, Liberty stuff. The Age of Liberty stuff developed awesome. really well with the son kind of being like, yo, this is getting kind of crazy. I'm not, not sure I'm not with all yeah. this. Then his friend's an alien, like, and, and how, like, his decisions led to his wife's death and, and like, and, and and how they, I mean. Uh, Sam Woodward did an excellent job, by the way. Oh, he was great. Yeah, and then Sam how Woodward. he, how they, they, they put in the thing that he didn't know Lex was manipulating him. And. Right. He was the willing idiot, and that like was also because I thought, I thought, oh yeah, no, nah, he's working with Lex. I just knew that was a fact. And while we all, I think, agreed that oh, Lex had some influence, we didn't know that like he didn't know that that was happening, that Lex was his back or anything like that. Like he was doing that stuff on his own, but he was being completely. Makes you wonder if this stuff happens in real life too. We've seen like, that, like and, the and the gifted, and the gifted had the same kind of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. So, so they usually people ain't getting it from. Nowhere. Right. They're getting it from somewhere. Right, exactly. Especially people in Hollywood. They know they know <laughs> things that even we don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I I agree with Kendall that a lot of the a lot of these shows, the secondary storylines, there'll be a few that you're just like, I don't care at all about this. But I was invested in almost all of them. How did we think of the, how they ended the season? So Red Daughter's gone. At first, I was a little upset. Well, here's the one thing I will say. If I'm gonna criticize them a little bit, I thought that. The fight scenes between Red Daughter and Kara were not that great. 
If you guys remember the Reigns fight scene, I mean, those were heavyweight do- battles. Right. Those were, I mean, the fight scene where they're fighting through Catco and through those buildings, I mean, it's just brutal. And and then you think about even the two seasons ago, the fight scene between her and Superman. Like, they never matched that intensity with her. And then they actually had her almost kill Kara, and I was kind of like, I didn't think that much was being done to suggest that Kara was in that much danger. So I think that that was a little bit of a tough thing for them to handle when you have the same actor playing two characters and one has to wear a mask and like it, you know to cover up that's a stunt double. They I think they were having some issues with that. I think uh, so that was one thing that was a little bit of a flaw. And I thought she went out a little too easy. I know they set it up the idea that oh well this is someone who's never been exposed to kryptonite, so you know that therefore she's not gonna be able to handle it the way Coward can handle it. Makes sense, but doesn't mean that it's the most satisfying thing. So Zira gets shot by, you know, a kryptonite, you know, blast from Lex, and that kills her. It's like, damn, like, really? Okay. Like, that was a little unfortunate. Uh, those were the only, those were really the only things in these recent episodes, I think, that bothered me a, a little bit. Um, but I don't know how, what, what you think, Sham. Uh, I hear you on that. Um, those didn't really bother me as much. I don't, I, I can't really think of anything that anything where i was like yeah i don't i really don't like this i i don't think that uh, you know i thought for the most part everything everything worked pretty well for me mm-hmm. in watching you know having watched sat down and watched like most most of these episodes just in all in a row nothing was really like you know getting on my nerves like that like you know the side characters and the side plots they were side characters and side plots and i didn't dislike them they were all like you said. They were all very bearable. None of them was like, "Oh, great, this again." Like, it was like, no. Like, I thought the actors did a good job. I thought you know the the you know the uh, I thought the the stories were convincing. I was like, "This is all believable." <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I was pretty satisfied by everything that everything that all the all the stories that they were going for in the show. Um, at this point, I'm just. Uh, I am intrigued, and I am. Eh, actually, I say this maybe this may be one thing. I'm not exactly looking forward to this Lena, yeah. this Lena, you know, being mad at so Kara thing. Yeah, so let's get I to that because that's know. that's the that's so let's get to what this season finale sets up. So the one thing being Lena knowing that Lex, knowing through Lex that Kara is Supergirl. It's a good. It doesn't it seem was, that she, she takes it very well. It's good for. I mean Lex's character, that being like his ultimate like, you know, chess move. I was like, all right, I'm dying. Well, you know what? Screw Supergirl. Yeah, I have a screen right here. I have to have a screen right here. Yeah. Click. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> oh man. Coincidence has happened. Uh, yeah, nah. Uh, but well, he did say that he predicted that she would be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm. That was cool. But on the flip side. Just, I don't know. I, think, I feel like sometimes these shows, and look, sometimes people react to things irrationally, but I feel you think like that Lena's acting irrationally. I think she's acting irrationally. I feel like, I feel like one, I, I have I, a conversation. I feel like they've had her irrationally a lot. Yeah, so maybe she's an irrational character. You know, that's the thing. Like maybe I she, mean, irrational people. And, and she has been through a lot, but like, 
I've never, and this, I think this is just one trope that I've never really got. This whole thing of like, you lied to me. You didn't tell me your secret identity. You didn't tell me you have super crazy, weird superpowers. And it's like, no, that's not something you just tell people. I think right. the one, I think the one thing they're trying to set up. I'm gonna shoot them some bail. I think they're trying to set up the idea that, wow, all these other people, you told know, everyone, and they're all in on the lie. I think there's a little bit of that that I kind of do understand that because she goes to that dinner and she looks at all of them. She's like. Wow, all you fools. All you fools know, and I'm the only one who doesn't know. Like, I can see that making someone feel a certain way. And I think they, they, they did try to set that up. Even with her smashing the picture of her and Alex and her, not just her and Carr. I think it sets up that, no, this beef is with this your entire squad. I kind of get it. I'm not saying I like it. I, I agree. I'm, I kind of, the whole... You, you didn't, my friend didn't do something that would have been irrational to do, therefore I hate them. It's hard for me to ever get behind so that So is she going to be a super villain now? Is she going to be, I'm going to kill Supergirl? Like, and also the I mean? thing with, like, the, the, also <laughs> I, just, I just think that we've been past this with Lena. Like Lena, right. like Lena has already gone down that path of, oh, I'm beefing with Supergirl, I'm beefing with Kara. Like, we've gone down that path where it's alright, she was ever going to make that turn, she should have done it already. Yeah. Now I'm supposed to be that this is going to be the turning point. Is she going to fire Kara? Like, what's what, like what's gonna be the ultimate like I don't know. I I don't think it's gonna end up being anything. I'll be is honest. She even the villain. Which is why? Which, which no, Probably not. No, which we'll get to in a second. So that's why I think this is pointless. I agree exactly. with you guys. She's I, not the villain. I do then. think that they're setting it up okay. I just don't like. If the she's way not the going. villain, then I'm okay with it. She yeah. won't be. If she ultimately just ends with them being <laughs> patched up, I'm fine with it. You know, you can go through your little half season. You know, yeah, drama, I'm CW. Hoping, I'm hoping this show is no more than three episodes. I'm not yeah, even going to watch it. No one in CW probably is. But <laughs> so, so speaking of villains, so we, we, we you know, Miss Tessmacher, Eve, goes trying to get out of town. She's met by some old woman who's like, hey, we know who you are. Hail Hydra, basically. But yeah. she mentioned Leviathan. Leviathan, yeah. Leviathan. So I didn't know what Leviathan was on Safe Valley. I was like, what the hell is she talking about? I looked that up. Apparently, that was a... Uh, an organization, a sect that's separated from the League of Assassins run by Talia Agul. Yeah, apparently. So, they got old ladies. And they got a lot of people because everybody started staring back and looking yeah, at her. Another trope. We're all here. We're like, everyone's we're everywhere. Hair Hydra. Um, like, oh, yeah. All those people that happen to be in the vicinity. So, it seems to set up that it seems to set up that they will be the villains. And that is cr- I, the only thing I didn't like about that setup was that they set up Lex like, Luthor as like a pawn, which I'm like, Lex like, Luthor a pawn. I mean, even him. Well, the thing was, they were like, like, oh, Lex was supposed to move the needle. He didn't. Now you you gotta work for us again. It's like, who was Lex Luthor working for? Well, that's the thing. How he, am I supposed to believe that he went? I I interpreted it as like yes, like he was working with them, and then he went AWOL because he wanted to go all. He wanted he wanted he had his own personal vendetta with Superman, right? And so like he had they had a plan. He was like, yeah. screw your plan. They said that we'll with Eve Tessmacher being like, yo, fam, what are you talking about? Satellite to kill Argo. Like, yeah. That's not part of the plan. Exactly. Only. So I, I feel like that was more so, like, he still could have been a pawn, which may still be an issue, but I did interpret that as like, yeah, like, dude, just homie went AWOL, and they were like, well, I guess, new plan. <laughs> but I, I thought they were, I thought they were just using him. Right. That's how I interpreted it. That's uh, how I interpreted it, too. That they were just using him. He was completely unaware. That Eve did a very and they good set up, but they job. set him up so such like such a beast. It's like how could he know he, not know he was being used? They they use his arrogance against him. Mm. You know, 
right, where he thought he just had the sycophant to use, and it turns out she wasn't a sycophant. I kind of did dig that that Eve was like built even more to her than we even thought. Like, like Eve's character is known to just be like just like someone who's just completely utterly loyal to Lex no matter what, and like the fact that there wasn't a le- an extra layer to her deception. I did like that a little bit, especially for someone that like. On face value, you don't give much to because she seems kind of like air hairy, air heady, and like whatever. Yeah. Like who's this girl? But like you know, she's capable. Clearly, she was even yeah. to keep something like that away from Lex, who Lex is shown throughout the show to be so intellectual and so smart. That was I, I liked it that they gave her that. Right. Um. Uh. The last thing was the monitor. Yeah, the monitor and uh, and and John's evil brother. Yeah. My life for life, whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not <laughs> So uh, it seems like they will be a factor in the crossover. Well as, yeah, Lex and Lex. And yeah, because because Miles Miles on dead. He was like, Nah, we ain't doing this. By the way, what did y'all think of Lena killing him? I was tight at first. I mean, it was unfortunate, but I mean, I guess he's not dead. Or no, yeah, back. I mean, we see now. Thank God, he's not actually yeah. dead. So but now I, they're now they I have a tight. plan. I think it's a good move. Well, it's I, like, only I think it's a good that, move now that they're that he yeah, clearly won't be yeah. dead. It's a good it's a good story move. It was bad for the show long term, but now that he's not dead, it's fine. Yeah, I like that they that dead. Lena was like that cold blooded, and that Lena left him there. That was pretty well. That's he just bounced. He dude. shot him. and was like, all right, bye, dude, and just let him let him bleed Rot, out. Yeah, and he was rotting there. His skin was purple. Like that was kind of crazy. Yep. I mean, I thought I. I mean. Honestly, I was upset that Lex was gone, but I thought it made sense from a story perspective. They, I mean, they, we'll have more monitor stuff to get to, I guess, when we talk about the other two shows also. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we, let's get through the other shows. Yeah, let's get to them. So, <laughs> uh, let's do the Flash. Um, the Flash finale. This was a lot less episodes we had to watch, so we can focus more on just the finale. Um Flash was interesting because I felt like I said to you guys off air, I thought the Flash finale worked in reaching and and hitting the right emotional points to the point where it it overcame what at times was stupid storytelling, which is an issue they had all season. But to hit the right emotional points, to hit the right story point, to got to where they need to go eventually. That it kind of, I was able to kind of forgive some of the blatant errors, the blatant issues that I had with a lot of the season and a lot of even that episode. Um, I think uh, the whole deal with, you know, look, Cicada, that just was never going to be a thing that was going to work. They had to get to, they had a means to an end, clearly. But I think that they could have found a better means to an end, but right, they didn't. But I think they handled it the best way they could to get her kind of out of the way early in the episode. It was kind of ridiculous that this person gave them so many problems, and yet she could be out of the seat picture halfway through the episode. Right. But it is what it is. They were trying to get us to the reverse flash situation, um, and I think once we got to him being more of the factor in the episode, it got very strong. Uh, I think that I like that. I like. I kind of like how it ended. I like that Reverse Flash got what he was looking for. That he has another thing he could hold over Barry. That he made this guy's daughter just disappear after making her meet this person and know this person and having the betrayal of knowing that he she was working with Earbud Thon. 
Like, I you mean, send him through this emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, Earbard won. <laughs> There's no question about that. He won. And I think setting that up and having that be uh, uh, something that Barry's not going to have to live with, another, another, you know, another thing that he got because he could pin on reverse flash in terms of how much of a terror he's been in his life. I, I like that. And I thought that the scenes acted by the the young woman that plays uh uh excess were, were really good. I think her, you know, in her Infinity War you yeah, know, snap Spider-Man situation. Yeah. Uh I think that those <laughs> I think that Mr. I think, Allen. <laughs> I, don't feel I, so good. I think the video, the the the, the Tony <laughs> the Tony Stark hologram video she did. Uh about, I was not buying that man. You didn't buy what? The the hologram. When that joint popped up, I I <laughs> I made a joke. Yo, about I that made a joke. We, and they they, they, they saw the tag. And they saw it was like a file. I was like, I made a joke. I was like, you know, if you're watching this, I died. Like, <laughs> she's she like, this. if you're watching this, something bad. I'm like, man, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, but that's a that's a that's a that's a movie TV trope. Everybody does it. But like, they, literally, we just saw it with Iron Man. It just feels like, look, they. I mean, did she know like? Did she know she was gonna sacrifice herself in some regard? I think when I think when you know that you're going into the head of a psychopath, uh, that anything can happen. Especially when she got out of there last time because she thought she was gonna be killed. Oh, the cicada thing. Yeah. Oh, word. She didn't know anything was happening with her flash. Right. Exactly. But even that alone could be like it was clear that they were gonna use her to get in her head, um, and that that was gonna be dangerous. So I could see her doing that because of that factor. Yeah. It just seemed like, but it's always know, gonna be put goofy. it in the book. It's, to me, it's goofy. It know, was goofy in Endgame. It's always it's always gonna be goofy. Gonna look in the book, find the file. Like remember uh, the end of uh of what's the name? The real the real end of uh Prison Break, Shamar. It was the same thing. Yeah. You no, know, you know, Schofield has like a, you know, he has a whole video talking about all this stuff. Like, why would yep. anybody do this? Nobody <laughs> does this. Like, at least in Endgame, it's like all right, it's Tony Stark. You know. He's about to fight Thanos. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's not shocking. He's got a five-year-old, you know, daughter. You know, like, there's things that I'm like, just saying make it's, more it's sense. goofy everywhere. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought the finale was, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, the Cicada stuff is just never, it's just not good. It was never going to work. And I thought it, I thought this episode was, regarding Cicada was especially absurd. Um, some of the stuff that they were trying to pull, like what, like when they, well, like when they finally, you know, first of, okay, so they, they, they convince Gracie to be good. They, they heal her. The other one just shows up, like blasts everybody, looks at her, and then she's infected again. I'm like, what? And they're like, the shard in her head is not enough for some BS. I'm like, what? Get out of here. I'm done. I'm so done with this whole character. Yeah. You know, and that that was one where it was like this, and the the whole cicada stuff is proof that like, look, not every storyline I like. You know, I like the the excess reverse flash stuff. I like the reverse flash being in prison stuff, and what ultimately ended up being the story reverse flash versus flash. But I don't, I I, I hated the cicada stuff. It was terrible. And the whole time I was watching it, me and Kendall were watching. It, I'm like, why don't they just like viper or Earth sixty or something? Right. You know, why not just get rid of her? I mean, you know, like I don't understand. And it was like, we have to use this crazy mirror gun. I mean, you got, like you got vibe right here. Like <laughs> none of this makes any sense. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Um, have they, have they, they definitely tried to vibe the 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 stagger before. Why didn't that work? I don't remember. I don't know. Honestly, you can't vibe the dagger. Vibe cicada. What's he gonna do? Find another vibe. And when they figured out the whole. 
thing with, yeah, we can't destroy the dagger because Thawne's going to get out. Then why destroy the dagger? Like, I understand, like, it was like, all right, because whatchamacallit, like, no, everybody's going to kill, like, every human again. It wasn't, it was a pretty easy decision. But, like, why not? I know, I look, I know this is dark, but, like, why not just kill Cicada? Or, like, do, like, that, that's just, it's not, I know, I know it's, it's never going to be an option. For but, like, option. why not, like, they could have used a molecule gun or whatever to shrink her. It would, I mean, it's dark in some regards, but, like, when, when well, Barry, when Barry well, if shot. That, if, if they used that thing on her, it would have killed her. Like, it only, yeah, uh, yeah the only way, reason why Roth survived right, because he's of his, 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 his autonomy. Like. His anatomy, I mean. Right. Like, if they used it on the, on the. The, the weapon you just have to understand like yo like, if you're gonna shoot you're gonna shoot the thing like reverse flash is gonna get out you know I mean? you hope he doesn't but like it's like it's a good chance he's gonna get out well i think that's why they did what they did which was they got it and then they used you know Nora's ability to run back in time to fight him before he kills those people and so he saved them and then they just try to take him out immediately you're just stupid. I mean, like, why, like... I don't know what you... you, you I mean, trying, look, look, Barry... You're the heroes to kill people, so look, I mean, that's look, just not gonna happen. All right, Barry. You know, you got what you wanted, I guess. You you got a, a fight with Reverse Flash. We saw what happened. Good good for him, man. The heroes... Look, man, you do, this dude's willing to fight and kill Reverse Flash. If he's, if he's willing to kill Reverse Flash, I hope he's willing to... I hope he'd be willing to, you know... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just defies logic to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a whole lot of stuff stuff they do in this show doesn't really make any sense. Um, I mean, I mean, I definitely think there's a, a solution, they, a different solution they could have come up with. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, as long as Cicada isn't in the show anymore, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my main concern. Um, the Reverse Flash stuff I thought was really good. You know, I I don't know why he still looks like uh, uh, what's his name. Well, well, I mean but, that's that's a that's an acting. Decision. Yeah, but I but I either way I'm glad because Tom Cavanaugh does he does such a spectacular yeah, job. Yeah, Cavanaugh's a little better than the other guy. The other guy's good too, though. Yeah, the other guy's good too. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought yeah this was like, oof. I thought it was chilling. Maybe that was another thing he did to get in Barry's head, honestly. Um, and it, we see it's also effective because it it also altered the timeline so that now that he disappears this year. Yes, exactly. So, like, I mean, Oh, well, Thorne really, really... Do we think he knew that? I don't, well, I don't know. Good as I think he did. I didn't even consider that. I think he did. Because he didn't know that she was going to disappear. Did he? No, he did. No, he did. He says, it's like, he's, I knew... He said, he's like, I had to do it this yeah, way. Yeah, right? he's like, you I know, felt something bad. something he didn't know, right? Where he was like, I didn't know this was going to happen, but... Like, what do I care? I, I, I thought don't, he didn't I don't know. Think, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't about her disappearing. He knew that. Yeah. He mentioned he's a narcissist. He he was gonna mention that he wanted to take credit for that, but I don't. It wasn't that. I don't know it what was it was. Definitely something. I mean, I have to rewatch. I, I know there was something, but also he's also a liar. So he there was also something where he was like, I didn't even know this was gonna happen, and you know, but like he was like, well, we gotta deal with it. You know, it I, was it was not I, that. I, I'm I, just telling you, it wasn't that. Yeah, my interpretation was like that. He his only thing was like, I'm gonna. She's gonna set me free, and then I thought I I interpreted maybe I I watched it wrong, but I interpreted that yeah she set me free. I didn't know she was gonna because remember he liked her too, that's why he wanted to save. Well, her. he said he said yeah. Well, I think that he knew that it was either she becomes me, 
by running into the negative force, or she disappears. Right. It was, right, a, win, right, it was right. a win-win for him. He knew it was going to happen because he told her how to fix it. He knew how to he knew how to fi- stop that thing from happening to become like reverse because Earth Fly is able to survive anything with the timeline because of how he used the negative speed force. Right. So he knew that was going to happen. He didn't want that to happen. He wanted her to just do what he said they were going to do. But if he didn't, I think he was fine with that. He's like, well, now Barry, haha, now look what I did. Right. But either do that or you have a daughter who's just like me, and right. that's also that's probably worse than what happened. Right. So, uh, either or the beast, we all know that. Um, so now, it's not surprising. Going going forward, I don't know if. I mean, look, you know, Dawn's a great character, but I, I don't know if I necessarily. Well, two things. One, I didn't like the end because why he wasn't why he wasn't and why he won't continue to just cause terror. I don't get. What do you mean he won't cause terror? Or he hasn't. Like he's reverse slash. What, like, what is he? What is he even doing? Like, what is he even doing right now? He just ran away. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't know yet. But, like... Well, we don't know. But he's a supervillain. Like, why they... Why, like, they just let him on the loose, and they're not, like, panicking, like, yo, reverse Flash is out there, like... I'm sure they are. And, like, why he isn't doing anything... I mean, look, he... I mean, he's not, like, a complete serial killer, but, like... I don't know. I just thought, like, oh, yeah, I'm out. Like, now I'm gonna... Well, they originally... Remember, they let him go so they could help Nora, and then Nora... Said no, I'm not gonna do this. So he was long gone. I know why they. Well, I know why they let him go, but like, I don't know. I just feel like you, them wish, letting, you wish they were even more concerned that they let Don go in the last few moments of the episode. Yeah, I just think I just think that they were too worried about Nora. I, I think I, I disagree. I think that that would have been weird. Their daughter just disappeared, and a team, a member of the team, essentially died, and they were they were worried about Don. It just wouldn't have worked. Because that was emotional. Because then it also... Was, it, was, it was emotional. It was the scene that needed the emotional attention it, it got. Yeah, and then also, like, just now going forward, like, man. They, and it's like... Well, when I was watching the episode, I was like, man, like, Dawn's are out there, like, but you're not doing anything. Like, they're extremely lucky, I guess is my thing. I mean, it wasn't that much that happened after he got out. The, Joe was promoted, and... They watched uh, the, you know the 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 what's the name farewell and Cisco took a cure. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like a lot happened like, after, for me. Like, like this wasn't there was, it was like maybe two minutes after, after that. I just like, don't know what they think gonna about. Done. Just think about like the mo- since the moment that Reverse Flash has been revealed as Reverse Flash, he's only been causing some sort of terror. Right, but. He he, I think he will. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't understand. It just feels like there's like a grace period, and once the, I mean, now we're going into a new season, with Reverse Flash just like chilling. Well, somewhere. the one thing about maybe Reverse, he's gonna, well, maybe, well, here's what I disagree with you though: is that Reverse Flash has proven in this show to be very meticulous. Like, yeah, he's yeah, calculated. yeah, he's fast, but he's not just killing people. Yeah, like he's not Zoom. He's not so uh, he's even not Black Flash. Yeah, so even that I kind of disagree with. I think that he is. He takes his spots. Yeah, he's I mean, he, I mean, he spent twenty years with the with Barry before he revealed himself. Right. So. I don't know if I agree with that. And I think that you give him a little bit of a hard time because, okay, he got out. It was like two minutes left in the episode and the episode ended. I don't, they didn't have a scene saying, oh, my God, well, now well, I'm no, I'm, it's out. not necessarily an episode problem, but more just like that, like they chose, like the in within the story, I just don't, don't know if I like it. Like within like the universe, like them kind of wrapping it up like that and like reverse flashes on the loose. Yeah. I mean, it is, they wanted to set it up like that, but I don't know. For whatever reason, bothering me. But the other thing I wanted to say was, 
like going forward for next season. I don't know if I want to see reverse flash as a villain again. But it seems like that's what we're gonna get. I don't know if I don't know what they're gonna do next season. I have no idea what they're gonna do next season. Reverse Maybe he just goes away. Gonna, reverse flash is gonna be a villain at some point. He's gonna be season. in it. Yeah, I, he'll be I, back. I don't, hopefully, I don't hopefully he just goes away. And May will come back. But hopefully he's not like man, this dude's just we're getting a redo of season one. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'll be honest. They they put yeah, it in a way, and that's kind of what they're doing with all these shows. With how they're doing this Infinity Crisis, like a Crisis on Infinite Earth, like it's it's you don't really know because they're setting up for the event, like and how the end of the event's is. gonna start immediately, season, right? So so like it's hard to really really say for sure how these seasons are gonna play out because yeah, I think we'll, those cliffhangers will we'll, crisis. Especially for Flash, it feels kind of in-game less, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Those, those, those ten in-game like will, I mean, I'm saying, um, will kind of emerge after, like, at the end of Crisis. I think. Uh, let's let's uh, wrap up with Arrow. So Arrow season ended. Um, I'll be honest. I think this was another show that uh, I think I think this season. I'm look back on it and feel like it was a season of missed opportunities. Uh, whereas The Flash, I think, had a lot of stuff that was dead on arrival. Skater stuff was just dead on arrival. They had no right. chance. Arrow showed promise in various pockets of the season, and I just don't think they were able to tie the story together in a way that made a lot of sense and, and, and worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. This last episode, in terms of the stuff that was happening, uh, you know, in the current timeline, it just... There just no. There was just no way for me to really ever buy into anything that Amiko was doing. Like they just, they never. Her her motivation didn't make any sense. Um, she seemed like the worst leader ever for like a organization that, like that was supposed to be really successful. Like I don't know how a success the Night Circle could have ever been a good organization with her running it. Because she's just doing stuff out of like pure spite. How long was she pure, running? I don't know. Who knows? Right. It was so it wasn't Dante, right? No, no, they they she was she was, leader, she was right? the leader for a while. So I so like, the chick betrayed her. But she's so bad. Like I I don't know how like they could have ever been really all that successful. And I think the overall plot of the scene, the movie, of the show, just being oh I want to burn the city down because this is something that you love and everything you love I hate. This is it's just weak. It's just weak song. Yeah, I thought it was whack. Um, or I thought well not the whole season, not the season as well. But I thought that I definitely thought that aspect was pretty whack. I mean, it's funny because I thought the I thought the the future, um, the flash forward and the regular plot they kind of flip flopped. At first, I thought the flash forward was going very slow, mm-hmm. but the f- present stuff was okay. When Emiko was good, yeah. And then when Emiko turned bad, the future stuff ramped up. Yeah. And then and then the present stuff was just less. Yeah, just a slog to the end of the season. Yeah. So so yeah, that was a uh, I this season. Um, of Arrow was uh, definitely a mixed bag. I thought the finale, uh, for the most part, was 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 weak. But the and Emiko f- just died in just like the most pathetic. Yeah, Emiko died, and you know she was just betrayed Beat by and, some random person we don't even know. Beatrice, like, Beatrice, we don't even know who this person is, and like you know don't know who these people are. Don't care about the Night Circle. Diaz is making a big deal about Dante for no reason. 
<laughs> at all. He had nothing he would, to be worried about. He had no, nothing to be worried about. <laughs> he could have beat all, 20 of these Night Circle guys. <laughs> Diaz and his goons could have destroyed these Night Circle guys. These guys, honestly, these Night Circle guys are worse than like mo- like all these other goons. They're worse than League of Shadows. They're worse than the, these guys. Worse just, than Hive. Worse than Hive. These guys are just in. Guys these guys are just in these hoods, like running around getting beat up oh, by yeah. Diggle and like. Yeah, all these it was other it was crazy to me how like. <laughs> You know, Team Arrow was basically like on like you know his last leg up that building being dropped on him. Yeah, they were still giving they're him just guys. They're still giving them nice circle guys. guys work. You know, you know uh, what's the name? Renee is fighting like three of them at once. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Renee just had a building dropped on him. He, I, he's, he's still giving y'all this fate. Destroying these guys are from this like secret organization that's supposed to be able to like destroy countries or whatever these whatever these guys do. I don't know what these guys do, but like it's like yo, this is. These guys, these guys aren't are no secret, you know, uh, Illuminati. Like, don't mention their name. Organization. <laughs> like, I don't believe it. So yeah, I thought yeah, the Night Circle, Night Circle is whack. I think they're gonna go down in history as one of, like the worst, like one of the well, worst like or evil organizations. Well, as the saying goes, a fish rots from the head. <laughs> you know, the the leader of the Night Circle was whack. Um. Yeah. She was whacked from the moment, yeah, pretty much the guy. moment they turned her heel. Yeah. And, and even kind of like starting from the origin with Dante and oh, Dante corrupted her and all that stuff. Like, I, I, just, I didn't I didn't like her the story, mm. you know? I just wasn't buying it. It's such a shame, too, because Emiko is such an important character to, like, the Green Arrow right. story. Like, the fact that they, 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 they got to do her and, like, this is what we got, like, it's just extremely disappointing. And, like, you know, they went away from the source material for a lot of the stuff. Like, you know, Mika at one point becomes, like, his sidekick. Like, and is, like, much younger. I don't know. It just was, this was a mess to me. I, I just, there was a lot of this stuff that, to me, just didn't didn't really make all that sense again. I thought her death was one of the worst deaths we've had for a major villain in all of the CW shows we've had the entire time. And it's so surprising. I think that I feel like Arrow has gotten away from a lot of the like cheesy, ridiculous stuff for the most part the last two or three seasons. Um, so the fact that they they went back to that this season was disappointing. Uh, but w- the future, uh, I'm trying to remember what happened with the future. So you know they do they eventually they do stop that guy from blowing everybody up, and you know Felicity. You know, goes to the monitor and it's finally ready to see Oliver. So we learn yeah. that, you know, while Oliver is gone, gone. He is he not really maybe dead per se. It's it's kind of unclear with everything that's happening with the monitor, uh, which is not surprising. He's a very weird dude. Um, it was weird how he just pulled up in like their living room, and that was crazy. Didn't think he was gonna startle. I tell you what, that was that or was that was actually well done. I'm gonna give Arrow kudos for that. I didn't see that coming. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, absolutely. They knew everyone was gonna forget about. Yeah, that. everybody forgot about that. Nobody was gonna be like, "What about the monitor?" <laughs> Nobody yeah. was thinking what about, about the mo- When's the monitor coming? Show- <laughs> Nobody show- was thinking about the monitor. That dude just showed up. I was like, "Oh snap!" And you, know, everyone knows what it's about. If you've seen the yeah, every yeah, everyone. And it was crazy because we knew like Oliver was gonna be out of Mia's life, but we didn't know how. Yeah, we didn't know. And how. like up and that they, point, I'm like, and they never even addressed. I'm like, it. I'm like, how is Oliver gonna just disappear? I don't get what's happening. Yeah. And the monitor, I'm like, oh. snap. Snap. That was well done. That was really good. I like that was the one thing in this episode. I was like, all right, that and was the reaction was well. Zara was that was like, oh, yeah. and now? <laughs> really? Yeah, he just really was upset. He's like, like, he didn't think it'd be this soon. Yeah. So we know he made some kind of deal with the monitor. We still don't know yet quite what it was, but we know that it was a deal that 
meant that he was going to be away for a long time, and now we see that he but is going to be away. Yeah. <laughs> Until he dies, basically. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, again, I don't know if he dies because Felicity, I mean, he gets to see him again. Right. So. Well, yeah, up until that point. Yeah, so, so, you know, it's 20 years or 30 years, however long it is where he's not around. I mean, he, he might not actually be dead. He just might be doing something else. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, any thoughts on, on any last thoughts on this or in, in Crisis? Look, unpopular opinion. I want to see more of this future cast. I'm digging this future cast. I want to see future William. I'll do want. I want to see future. Next, um, next season is 10 episodes. Yeah, we ain't so. seen none of those people anymore. Dang, man. All right. Do, do we think that we're gonna get a you know not flashbacks? They're, they're like they're like the anti writer. <laughs> they were the 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 flash the flash forwards were cool. I liked them. Yeah, they were solid. Um, I expect. I thought I thought the, I thought they wrapped everything in a little bit too much of a neat neat bow to this this one though. Right. Like me was able to go up there and she's like, "It's an impossible mission. You'll I never get out." Die. And she just gave them. She just worked them dudes and got out of there. <laughs> like it was nothing. I'm like, why did they stress this thing being impossible? I was I I thought the Felicity leaving thing was I don't know I thought I was it was sad because she lame, she didn't even you know, tell was, uh, yeah, what's what she even tell William and uh, and and her what daughter she doing? yeah she was like she's like oh you guys protect each other they're like yeah. why why how do you know why she's not gonna like you know commit suicide or something like it was just very like dark it was very like yeah abrupt. it was, really it was abrupt know? and dark but I, again I kind of liked it because yeah, like, you guys can hold the fort now I'm leaving. But I liked it because you can see, you can kind of see like the joy in her face that she was gonna be reunited with Oliver again. I kind of liked that. That was kind of it was kind of touching. It was touching, especially the way like they 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 framed it with them leaving. Yeah, yes, they did. Like, all right, this has been a long time, and the way he left and the emotion at the at the time, like it made sense. But it worked for me. Everything with the monitor and Felicity and the future and all that stuff worked fine for me. It was just. Everything with the Ninth Circle was unfortunately was seventy five to eighty percent of the episode that just did not work at all. But um, like I said next season's last season's only ten episodes. I don't. I have. I have no idea what's gonna be happening in the next season. Zero. I can't even guess to begin what's gonna happen, which is kind of cool. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, of of last season with the, how they ended with Prometheus and going into next season. We're like we don't know what next season's gonna be like because we don't know who's alive technically. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, this has been a long episode. So hope you guys. But also, remember he's back in uh, twenty forty six in the future episode, right? With one arm. Yeah. So he's got to get back at some point. I mean, who knows how many times the timeline? Uh, yeah, altered. that timeline. Yeah, I completely disregard yeah, that. Yeah, timeline. yeah, I, I disregard that timeline too. Because <laughs> I, I just assume that the timeline has been altered so much that we know it has been altered. Barry's yeah, gonna be disappear in a couple months. Yeah, so joint could be altered again. Yeah, none of this stuff is canon. <laughs> they no, can, nothing I've seen is canon. Yeah, they can do whatever yeah. they want. It's, yeah, it's superheroes. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap this uh, super long episode of Hero Talk. Uh, I enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Of course, you can catch out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, should be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Uh, follow us on social media, uh, New Generation Podcast on Instagram, New Generation Media on Facebook, and at New Generation Pod on Twitter. Follow Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. And follow me on uh, on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, ActionEJ, and Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Shamari, Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.